Welcome, everyone, to the recap, the Escapist Weekly Live Show, all about the latest in movies, TV, and streaming. This is episode number 40 for Tuesday, August 1st. Everybody pay your rent. Uh, my name is Marty Sleevan. I'm joined by Frost and Jack Packard, because Darren is off at a screening of The Meg 2, The Trench. I don't the, know if the, the me- tr- is, does, is the Meg not called The Trench, or is The Trench a different film? She was in The Trench. That's, a, that's the whole thing. Did you not see the first oh. one? Uh, I did. I saw it in a in a state. Texas. It was in a state of no, Colorado state. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was in a state of Texas when I saw it, and uh, yeah, the whole thing is big shark in this big trench. So I, they're going back. Apparently, I don't did know global, why they would call the trench. Did global warming like something? Because it's always like man disrupts something. Like the Meg was probably fine down there, and then man did something to upset the Meg, and now the Meg is on the surface, um, getting ready to to eat various statums and whatnot. Mm, Ooh. So I guess they, that's the question: is is it is it like man woke it up, or is it a la Jaws, where it's just like, oh, this is nature's time, like sharks are coming. Yeah. Oh, they could be both really like weird timing of sort of like uh, because the the whole thing is the Marianas Trench is the deepest part of the ocean, but then they go no, there's something below that, and then they keep going, and then a sub trench, uh, the the sub trench, the trench within a trench. Now that is that's also we have to be careful because that's also a sex act. Oh, no. oh, the sub trench, yeah, yeah, yeah. sub trench, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, let's, been there, done that, and uh, was not a fan. Let's just make sure, like, for the YouTube algorithm, we we can we bleep that or no, no, we're live. Oh, oh, oh no, we have several we producers working though for live. Yeah. So it's live, it's oh, live tape. Uh, welcome everyone to to recap. We have a great show for you today. Uh, we 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 we're gonna hold off on on full Barbenheimer spoiler talk. Mm. Uh, a because I'm not even sure all of us have seen it. But mm-hmm. B, uh, you, it's legally uh, uh, not allowed to discuss Christopher Nolan without Darren. So it, it would be, I, I think, like it would be an insult to Darren to discuss Oppenheimer without him present. Yeah. Yeah. It would mm-hmm. be almost like discussing the 2001 Polish Witcher film, Der Hexer, without Jack Packard, no, Jack. The, number, the world's number one Hexer fan. Der Hexer! <laughs> I, I fucking love Der Hexer. Uh, we're uh, so we're going to talk about Jack unearthed the 2001 Polish film adaptation of The Witcher mm-hmm. um, for everyone's viewing pleasures. Uh, and then we'll go over some news, some sad news of the, the passings of someone who meant uh, a lot to me as a kid. Uh, uh, tons of fall movies either being delayed or on the precipice of being delayed because of the studio's greed. And then uh, some some scuttlebutt about Lando, Lando Calrissian. What? Yeah. Good. That's a good scuttlebutt. Oh, okay. As opposed good. to bad scuttlebutt. I think both scuttlebutts good, right? Like scuttlebutt's uh, inherently good. Scuttlebutt is neutral. Like, okay. like scuttlebutt can be anything. It's just the the presence of salacious information, which can be good, bad, or otherwise. I, okay. I had but, no idea. I thought the scuttlebutt was that little bug in Dark Souls that drops Titanite. <laughs> yeah, that little scuttlebutt. I feel like Scuttlebutt has to be inherently positive because, like, I saw no no Oppenheimer spoilers, but no one was ever like, "Hey, did you hear the the Scuttlebutt about Hiroshima and Nagasaki?" Like, no one described that as Scuttlebutt. I've I've heard Scuttlebutt uh, in in uh, in reference to like rumors, like workplace rumors. Oh, you hear the Scuttlebutt about Janet? You know, so it's like to me, Scuttlebutt has always been salacious. Gotcha. Mm. Slash Crumb, Star Wars. Jabba, he's Jabba's little pet. 
your friend. I don't know. Son of a bitch. I don't know Son his, of a bitch, Martin. I don't know what his deal is. Speaking of uh, the scuttlebutt, ah, with a one ninety nine dono right off the bat, grats on being a full time employee, Jack. That's some good. We, scu- that's positive scuttlebutt. That is positive scuttlebutt. Uh, this is uh, this is something that Nick Galandra, our editor in chief, has been uh, discussing with me, like literally a month after I signed up uh, to make content for the Escapist. He's like, "We're gonna get you full time," and it only took what three and a half years. <laughs> Uh, you know what they say, slow and steady wins the race. Oh. So, Frost, you have something to look forward to two and a half years. Uh, no, dental. Yeah, I've been here a year. No, full, I'm, I'm almost there. Full times, full times firing fast and loose now. Don't, 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 don't you worry. There's um, a, there, there's a lot of us full timers, but no, I'm here. This is uh, like, I'm here. I am now an employee. Uh, so, uh, boom. What are you going to do now? Now getting rid of me is significantly more difficult. That is, it is a, it is a, it is a legal <laughs> quagmire to get rid of more, me now. more paperwork. But where, where's, yeah. your, where's your shirt? Where's your name tag? Oh, you're going to get, uh, you might get a nice, nice package. Um, not like a penis thing, but like oh, a oh, gamer's great. package oh. that has like a nice hoodie and a water bottle. Ooh, what? And a sticker. A lanyard. Yeah. Yeah, a lanyard. Very nice. Yeah, I'm so anti-lanyard. Anytime, when I used to cover conventions, I would I would put the lanyard, I'd strap it around my belt and put it in my pocket and yeah. pull it out to show people like an FBI badge. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't want to wear it around my neck like a, oh. like, a, like I don't want to I don't want to be rude. Just lanyard like on show. lanyard. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, several lanyards? Yeah, just like, like a, a clown. Okay. <laughs> pulling scarves yeah. out um and then uh justin sorowski uh sorowski that sounds like someone who could have worked on the polish witcher film uh welcome to uh early access thank you so much and then tommy salty speaking of the friends of the polish witcher film with ten zvoti hexer is my country's best contribution to culture incredible what uh, about what about the three colors trilogy? What about the Decalogue, Tommy about, Salty? Ooh, what about Cold sausage, War? You know, that bears. What about Polis, What about pierogies? Dare Hexer is a, is a really uh, is a fun, uh, interesting movie. It's it's obviously incredibly low budget. Um, here's an interesting backstory too. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the version that I shared with you. I watched the first uh, half of it. <laughs> The beginning bit. That's that's oh oh. First of all, you're missing uh you're missing some of the best bits. Um, the uh, the the I got the DVD of it, the the European DVD of it, uh, because that's the only way you can buy the physical media. Uh, but it doesn't come with English subtitles. So what I had to do was uh, was Learn rip Polish. I had to learn Polish and make my own subtitles. No, I ripped uh, the the audio and video from the DVD, and then I found a fan subtitle site that just so happened to had a fan English sub of Der Hexer, which I then uh, brought both into my editing software and lined up the subtitles like manually, doing my best to figure it out. So, like that version that I shared with you, I have put uh, an hours of my life into. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, just so yeah, I could watch Dare Hexer. <laughs> what? So, what are your what are your thoughts on the on Dare Hexer? And uh, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel it compares to the current Netflix Witcher series? It's uh, it's really phenomenal. As someone uh, as someone uh, like me who has read the books, played the games, watched. Oh, you the have Netflix read the books. Series. I didn't realize you oh, were like yeah. a hardcore Witcher fan. It's Polish, uh, I'm not. I I have Polish heritage. Yes, uh, you're from Milwaukee, so I'm, so it's it's a ni- it's eighty percent chance you're <laughs> Polish because uh, you're from Milwaukee. But oh yeah, no, I've I've read the books. I I'm not. Um, 
there are there are incredible fanboys, Henry Cavill apparently being one of them. Um, the books I don't actually think are that good. I I okay. think the the video game, uh, specifically The Witcher Three, obviously, uh, does the does the best job of adapting that idea of being just like this like monster hunter for hire who has a, a general like overarching story going along with that. Uh, that being said, uh, the the first season of The Witcher, obviously everyone knows, like it it kind of sucked. They did the time jump thing, which was unnecessary. Uh, season two, I thought was okay. It just nothing much happened, and I haven't watched season three because season two was like, eh. yeah. I feel like that's how that's how most people felt. That's yeah. I'd be surprised if Liam gets to on the white mop. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. How do you feel about the? the does the actor change? Uh, make you do you feel like you're going to go back to the witcher to see what the liam hemsworth version is or are you just like all right i'm officially out i'm probably more excited about just seeing the difference in how two different actors portray the same characters i think cavill has while he has the physical presence i think uh, okay here's my hot take here's my hot cavill take well, let's go i think they were right to fire him whoa <gasps> I, why is it because he's too handsome the, uh, the 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 scuttlebutt, if you will, uh, around Cava- uh, Cavill uh, being removed from The Witcher is that he was being too, he was basically being too mouthy as he wanted Geralt to be more like Geralt was in the books and yeah. was trying to like fight back with the writer and the showrunner. I think the Geralt from the books sucks. So, so, um, and I think like the, the show producers and writers were like, Hey, what if we take, like, what if we make him, you know, slightly human and have like some sort of empathetic story arc and he fought against that. And that's why he got canned. That's kind of the scuttlebutt. Um, that's a good use of scuttlebutt. Yeah. That's a good use of scuttlebutt. So like, who knows if that's true or not, if that, if that is the truth. I'm okay with letting him go because like it's okay to like take the bits of the story that are cool and you know modernize it or adapt it for modern audiences that's the whole point of an adaptation um and i think like the games uh, did a phenomenal job of showing that Geralt, even though he had his humanity ripped of him via the witchering process uh still has uh emotions and is still mostly human and that's what makes him a very interesting unique character so, uh, where so was have, I? We have two thousand and one's Hexer. He said oh, before he's seen season three. Where... That's true. I have not seen season three yet. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it, Ross? Oh yeah, well, my girlfriend's the oh. biggest fan of Geralt, uh, Siri, Yennefer, all that go through. Let's just say the season three was so God is so lacking of everything. Where I go, I'm gonna go read the books because that was very incredibly unfulfilling. That was just. Horrible. I go, go to Netflix. There are plenty of shows of dads finding their daughters. That's, that's essentially what they've done here. They just keep watering down the characters even more and more to the point where the side characters are even more important than the main three. And yeah. then in the end, they're just like, no more neutrality. I must go find my daughter. And I was just like, that's, that's, that's everything else that Netflix is already offering. Why, why did you even right. pick a fight with these guys? What, was, what happened here? How come da- we need more daughters trying to find their dads? Like, not, not only is that what everything else is on Netflix is doing, that's what season one of The Witcher's moral was. I have to find my daughter. Like, we already know that. 
And so, and part of it, we can't even blame The Witcher because it is this process of of television making in which they want to stretch things out for as long as humanly possible, like grind that stone down as much as possible. So they're like, we, we want to get as much meat out of this IP as we can. Mm -hmm. And they've watered it down significantly too much. Yeah. I think it's um, because what's this? Oh, really quick, Frost. Nick mentioned oh. that your volume is lower compared to ours for some I'm reason. Lower compared. Yeah. Oh, it's no. because your voice is much deeper than ours. Probably. Oh. We have helium voices. Have you helium have nice baritone voices. voices. Oh, Speaking of baritone, did you see that story about how a dude beat Elden Ring using a saxophone? <laughs> Jack, you need to, Jack, you need to get your shit together. Do you play any musical instruments that you could be? Wait, haven't you pulled? You've pulled out weird like musical instruments before and things. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I could probably uh, give a Guitar Hero controller Elden Ring run a try. Uh, but that would be weird. Yeah, but that like, would be I weird. Beat it, uh, without taking a hit with a saxophone. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, so is, is, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, does uh, does. Oh, yeah. Tommy Salty says pacing is terrible in most streaming series. Yeah, it's like made a different way. It's like made to get you to just like not hit a button so that you roll over to the next episode. Like it doesn't feel like fully formed episodes that you really think about on an individual basis. I always bring that up with stranger things. Like it just seems like one blob to me. Whereas, yes. uh, you know, whereas uh, weekly shows, I'm like, Oh my God, I remember that episode of Andor, the, the prison escape episode of Andor is like a, a singular story to me. Sure. But you know, even, even like looking back at something like, um, like, or not, it's not called wool. It's called silo, uh, a silo based off know. of wool. Um, season one of silo to to me as uh, like wool is one of my favorite books of all time the uh, the incredible watering down of of even that which is only the the first chunk of the book like they stretched out what was maybe three chapters in the book to one season that is and it was so uh, like at the end of it it was dull <laughs> like, yeah and they didn't even touch on what to, to me was the most interesting parts of those chapters of the book what you know greater conspiracies i'm not spoiling anything about silo but oh, yeah didn't like you didn't like so i haven't finished silo yet but i know everyone i know who's who's finished it really loved it but maybe that's the thing they didn't read the books and so. and right so it's like i'm a little biased to me, uh, to me, it ended on an, uh, not a full wet fart, but at <laughs> least a fart. <laughs> like might have to wipe after that fart. No, no, no. no, no that's what I'm saying. Like a dry fart, like, like a funny fart. Like, okay, all right. It was just a fart. Like, like <laughs> yeah. there are things that end on a wet fart in yeah. which you feel dirty afterwards. This was, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, Silo just ended on a fart, which is very natural. It's a natural yeah. part of human anatomy, but it's still not a great way to end something. Mm. Yeah, but it's a good way to like cut tension. Like if you're in like a standoff, like I'm, so I'm watching the show hijack. It's all yeah. about a hijacked plane. And I feel like nice. if there's a couple more farts, they could have de-escalated the situation. Mm. Like if it just elbow would have, would have dropped a couple well-timed farts, then, mm. then we could have solved the situation really quick before we get to Polish, get back to Polish, uh, blood, uh, Witcher did that Michelle oh. Yo series have anything to do with the, the, the core? Cause there was that, what was it blood moon or something? Michelle Yo was in like a spinoff Witcher series. Right, that was... Either of you guys watch that? Uh, I want to say I did. What's it called? Oh my blood, god. Blood, Witcher Blood Origin? I, I believe that was, it was like Netflix just a, a, a prequel based in the in the Witcher universe. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, having, I watched, yeah, I did watch that. I wasn't that. sure if like Michelle oh. Yeoh has appeared in like regular 
Witcher, if like I don't know how those characters. Right. I don't know if it was like a million million years beforehand, so maybe not. I think I I believe so. I believe it has to do with quite literally like the origins of why Witchers were invented in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I did watch it. Funny enough, and here's the thing: I feel like. And all, the only review we need is Frost going, did I watch it? I yeah, guess I watched some it. some realization that you watched it's, it. It's eventually. just like, okay, she's already gone out and said that fantasy is not her forte. She, she writes family, like Fast and Furious style of things. And that is sort of, in a way, I feel like someone paid her a lot of money and said, can you please just take this, write whatever you want, but please take this IP. And she goes, fine, I guess I'll go for it. Because that's, it feels like it hits every beat for generic, like, this is a bunch of random rapscallions and we're good this is the real family you know the the family is the family you find not the one that you're born into type deals and just happens yeah. like over and over again that's a big hit even the parts where as jack said that they um they kind of clashed to not defending cavill so much as also seeing what what uh, i think it's lauren hysteric says where she says, this isn't about the Witcher. This is about everyone else, how other people deal with grief, how grief, how other people deal with being lost. I'm like, but it's called the Witcher. Yeah, they should have called I want to know how Geralt deals Witcher. with these things. Yeah, right. like in the sense we, of she was essentially going to make a fart joke with Roach's death because some people cope with humor, she says. And Cavill was like, uh, that's his favorite horse. That's like his whole uh, thing here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, Roach well, the is disposable. Roach. Yeah, he is, is disposable. Roach, uh, he names every horse Roach yeah. uh, that he's ever had oh. in his very long life. And, really? and is oh, he's very... He longer than horses, right? So. Right. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Geralt is very cavalier about his horses, where he's just like, oh, I get a horse. It's named Roach. That way I don't have to remember multiple names. My horse, like, yeah. his horse is not a thing. I had a, gra- but, I had a great uncle who owned a bunch of dachshunds over the years, and he named each one Caddy after Cadillacs. And then in his backyard, <laughs> every time one died, he buried it. And so there was like six, six <laughs> graves for Cadillacs with like different years that uh, dog was a those dogs were a menace let amazing. me tell you an absolute menace little wiener dogs but it, but it's like it, you know frost is absolutely right here we are watching a show about the witcher because we want to see someone whose day job is fighting monsters mm-hmm. oh some family stuff might happen whatever but we're here for the monster hunting yeah <laughs> that's why we signed in Ugh. emphasis on the monster hunting because what i liked about the season one and the two uh, the monsters is like they made you think sometimes the people were the monsters that he's dealing with. He, he's like, that's, sure, that's sort of like yeah. the underlying tone. Who's really the monster here? Whereas of now course. they kind of left that completely behind and go, there are literal creatures you're killing. And, you know, it, it looks it's a nice five minutes, you know, a little sandworm action here and there. But mm-hmm. it, it's well, yeah. it's a, it's gone away from that. It's become incredibly generic. And I guess. It's only disappointing now because video game adaptations have been going pretty okay recently. But this is really not. To be honest, they've been going better okay because I'm going to tell you, we got another banger on our hands on Peacock. Yeah, there you we'll go. We'll save it for later. We got another banger on our hands, this, folks. This is back to just, you know, 2010s video game adaptations, par for the course when you had no expectations. Like that, that's right. just where we are with this. But, but like, by the way, in, in my opinion, this is exactly how the books went because, like, you know, uh, he's uh, the, the writer whose name I will not even attempt to pronounce. Uh, you know, started making these books uh, as shorts. He would make little short little fun stories where, you know, Geralt went on a tiny little adventure. Most of them were based off of like the the classic Disney fairy tales. He, he made a Little Mermaid uh, one, a Beauty and the Beast one, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves one. Just like these were t- all Geralt. 
going on? Like, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. Geralt going on an adventure that was reminiscent of these old is, classic well, fairy tales? Is, you know, it would... Sherlock, right? Just like a very Sherlockian, yeah. very just like, oh, here's a tiny little story. Oh, but the, you know, this person is a, a, but actually he fucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and Gerald has to, you know, fight a ghost witch or something <laughs> while this beast is fucking like that yeah. was most of the early good stories, which by the way, were fun. They were cute. Uh, but then as soon as he started getting into the longer narratives, as soon as, you know, like he started getting into this like overarching um, uh, uh, lone wolf and cub bullshit shit uh it, they started to get incredibly boring <laughs> man 90 percent of shows on tv could be described as lone wolf and cub bullshit yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got the last yeah. of us we got mando yeah. it's all and, lone wolf and cub bullshit. and here's the thing i genuinely enjoy lone wolf and cub and i don't think i don't think modern writers have ever read lone wolf and cub because Lone Wolf and Cub is badass warrior and his baby. Badass warrior still fights and teaches his baby how to fight too. Like there's never a conflict. Badass warrior is just badass even though he has a baby. There, there's no conflict. We don't need a conflict. Just be badass. So uh. we're in 2001. <laughs> so we have the Hexer. And we have Dare Hexer. How how would you say Dare Hexer, the 2001 Polish film, uh, uh, as an adaptation of The Witcher? How does that hold up to what your ideal of a Witcher is? Dare Hexer is a bit of a speed run through some of the short stories. Like if you've seen season one of The Witcher on Netflix, if you've read some of the short stories, if you've played some of the games, you'll recognize a few of the uh, of the little stories that uh, Dare Hexer literally sprints through uh, with the overarching, like Geralt has to find a Siri um, storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, it's adorable. There are quite literal like rubber puppets that Geralt like, like fights with swords. I love and that. And like puts in the back of it, like there's there's the worst looking uh, rubber spider puppet that he's like selling that he fought. It looks great. <laughs> uh, the actor during some of the fight scenes has to wear those like all black contact lenses. And you can tell he cannot see a damn thing. <laughs> Incredible. Is that like a thing like he's got to have black eyes? Like, you know, when it, when he takes his like enhancement potions, he has to like look more monstrous. Yeah, when the okay. Addy kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> When he, when he takes this medieval Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> his pupils. His exactly. Pupils uh, would you suggest fans of The Witcher track this down somehow uh, or learn Polish or... If if much like me, you reside in that Venn diagram that somewhat enjoys The Witcher series and also has a hearty appreciation for bad movies, uh, it's fun. It's it, like this won't be good for like a bad movie night. It's too good. Uh, but it is a fun little watch, I think. I think subbies will make it hard for bad movie nights. Yes. Like you almost have to pay a little bit too much attention. And yeah, George Lucas, I believe you can find this movie on YouTube. Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. It's probably. I don't think like, movie. yeah, I don't think like uh, anyone's being too litigious on Dare, on Dare Hexer. I'm, I'm Dare Hexer. sure it's called Dare Hexer because I'm pretty sure that's German. So it I don't is, know what you just, just called the it Hexer. Hexer. And so I just kept calling it Dare Hexer. I think it's even though Dare Hexer. is definitely the in German. I have the DVD around here somewhere. Hold on. Dare DVD. Dare DVD. Dare DVD. Also, uh, really quick, Jewel Rao, thank you so much for gifting me an escapist membership. That means I 
for one month, get to watch early access to shows like Cold Take, Stuff of Legends, Design Delve, Zero Punctuation, Extra Punctuation, and I get to watch Adventures Nice Season 3, Episode 2, early with everyone else uh, as a member this Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday, yeah. Episode 2, y'all. Holy mm. smoses. Surprise, uh, surprise guests. Here's here's a little spoiler for, for uh, Episode 2, Season 3. There are guests that were so surprised, I didn't even know they were going to be there when we, were, when we started filming it. Oh? Was it Nick? No, oh, I'm like in-game guests. Really? Ah, I don't even know about this. Incredible. The the party decided to uh, do stuff that I was not prepared for them to do, and we had a lot of fun. Oh, this sounds uh, great! I'm excited to watch. It's great. Uh, okay, I can't find in, in my uh, like it's the hexer. It's dare hexer. I don't know where I got the word dare hexer from. It's, it's just the, I German, think you just have a German it? cover. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm my German version of the DVD. And I can't find you had to translate it twice, Jack. From I German to Polish oh to English. Oh my. <laughs> That's funny. You're just very, you're trilingual. You're just very impressive. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. So uh, you're welcome, everyone. But yeah, like it's it's the hexer, dare hexer, or I th- I've even seen it like as the witcher. If you look up dare hexer, like you get an old black and white movie first. So you have to I look up like hexer dare hexer. is a much cooler name than witcher personally. Ooh. Like, oh I, shit, I, Hector's I co- so. Hexer's coming. Hector, yeah. Hector the Hexer. Hector the Hexer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have been instead of Geraldo Rivera. Whatever the fuck he is. Hector the Hexer. You know what? Okay. All right. I'm writing that down. Hector the Hexer. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Honker. Honky to honker. That's his next um, character. Yeah. That's, you're writing that down. Hector the Hexer is absolutely going to appear in Side Quest 3. Not Side Quest Season 3. I've learned my lesson. Do not call that shit side quest season three, even though I think on our on our thing it's oh no, we we funded it. Jack, did you hear we funded it? I I heard oh yeah. y'all side quest Community came through this weekend. Community absolutely came through this weekend. Side quest three the plans we have is gonna be so stupid. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking oh, excited. The subtitle is Dare Hexer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Snake of the Garden says, why is no one uh, uh, consulting the resident uh, escapist poll for the Witcher name? No, we know it's, I know it's not right, because I know Dare Hexer is definitely German. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just trying to, we're just trying to get to the bottom of this mystery. We're just goofing uh, over here. We're just goofing. Listen, when Darren's here, it's serious business. We talk about <laughs> film with a capital F and cinema with a capital S. Uh, when Jack's here, right. we goof. We goof. Um, Nothing but goofs. No, except for right now, because I don't want to goof, because really quick, I was really sad yesterday to hear the mm-hmm. passing of Paul of Paul Rubens, uh, who yes. is best known as Pee-wee, mm-hmm. uh, and Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure especially was a movie I had on repeat as a child, and it was probably the first thing that ever scared the shit out of me, the Large Marge thing. Yes. <laughs> Genuinely terrifying. And also, in retrospect, uh, Francis is uh, is half of America is just Francis now. The, oh. the, the bully the like the rich full of himself bully he's just uh we, we had a president uh. we, we had four years of a francis in the white house oh my um, god so, you're absolutely yeah, right that was uh i meant a lot uh so yeah i just I, paul rubens i think is is incredible and in small roles like on on 30 rock and and blow but um yeah peewee meant a lot to me i feel like you were a peewee guy jack he was in blow he was in blow yeah was. yeah yeah he was he's not the- up He's in the trailer. Like he's yeah. yeah. 
He's a, uh, or or yeah, his his like turn in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. where he was he was cast in the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer because of his mugshot. Yeah, uh, where they're like, oh, I want that creepo to be yeah. a creepo in my movie. Yeah, then Isaac uh, uh, in Mystery Men as well. He's great. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and you know what? Uh, to like his his absolute energy going into like I had no idea the man was seventy years old. Yeah. An incredible uh, for anyone who's seen uh, what was the recent Netflix movie is Pee Wee's uh, Big Holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, th- there's no way that an old man made that movie. Yet there yeah. it is. It's amazing, amazing. Yeah, and he also played uh, he played Oswald Cott's father at the beginning of uh, Batman Returns. He had a very right. small role because him oh. and Tim Burton BFFs. There you BFFs? go. I mean, they worked together twice. I don't know if that makes you BFFs, but I don't know. No. If you worked together with someone more than once. I feel like you had a good experience the first time. Absolutely. Surely. And like, and like, you know, not only that, but like his live uh, theatrical performance of Pee Wee's Playhouse was a long running thing in L.A. and New York. Yeah. Uh, suppose I, I unfortunately never got a chance to see it, but supposedly like the talk of the town anytime it was running. Uh, just yeah. so huge, huge name in entertainment as far as us big weirdos are concerned. I was yeah, about to say he, he carried the weirdo flag. <laughs> just impeccably like he he waved it so proudly the fact that Wee's playhouse was on tv is just the weirdest shit to me like well like it's such a strange thing if you think about it like peewee was the one doing like aggressive optimism before it was cool Mm -hmm. like that is the thing that we see a lot in children's programming or in you know like like all all ages family programming, like your puss in boots or whatever, is like dealing with with traumatic things with aggressive optimism. That's like yeah. a bit of a fashion thing right now. Pee Wee was doing that shit in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah so like, yeah, it wasn't cool to do that in the nineties. Nineties was all about I don't care about anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was anti like Gen X cynicism yeah. of like no, let's all be friends and have a good time together. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? What about what's his name? Friggin Ernest. Ernest goes to camp. Or was he not? He went to jail once. Ernest goes to jail. There's also a movie I believe called Ernest Goes to Africa. Jim Varney. Uh, Apparently, apparently Ernest goes to Africa less racist than uh, Slam Dunk Ernest. So, ooh, (laughs) but that sounds like you're like I'm less racist than the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. You're like you still be pretty racist. Uh, Yikes! I did not know there was a Slam Dunk Ernest. Uh, I'm gonna try Uh, to forget about that. Yeah, so like, yeah, you're Jim Varney's, if you will. You're your yeah. Varney's. He was Ernest. Uh, yeah. Also, but also like that, where he, like his comedy was through his kindness, uh, which I don't think yeah. I've ever seen an Ernest movie. Really? Fucking what? What? I don't think I just remember them always at the at the video store. I remember their covers. And yeah. I like his face. Okay, yeah. Marty. First of all, make it come to come to Milwaukee. Make a trip. Okay. You, you okay. don't live that far away from me. No. Um, we'll do Ernest Ernest movie marathon. I have them all, so we can oh, watch what have them you all. Signed up for? We have a Polish subtitles, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we have Polish subtitles and then retranslated to German, then retranslated back to English, so it's a little garbledy gook. Uh, but well, now that you're full time, we can uh, reveal our new uh, long form series: the importance the importance of being earnest. <laughs> it's we do one episode about Oscar Wilde and then one episode about an Ernest movie, and it's great. Oh wait. Um. Yeah, it's mm. a terrible. It's a terrible idea. Um. But no, we're gonna we're gonna. Is he is he dead? He's probably yes. Dead. Unfortunately, Jim Barney has also passed. He died in two thousand. He didn't get to see the Hexer. Oh, he did. 
No, and actually, it was it was just at the height of a little bit of a comeback. He was a voice in the Toy Story movies, and he was on what? deck. He Who's he was the uh, the, uh, the Slinky Dog. He's Slinky the Slinky dog. dog in the Toy Story the, movies. The, oh, the Cadillac that was buried in my Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dachshund. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there were there were talks of him. Um, uh, oh, what was he starring in? It was it was like a. Uh, uh, it wasn't a Pink Panther remake, but it was another like Peter Sellers ish throwback that he would have killed him. Or like a Being There uh, remake oh or something my God, like that. Ernest in a Being There kind of movie. First of all, he would kill in a Being There type of movie. Um, I mean, there's some of those like those those sort of comedians tend to when when they need to like Adam Sandler can crush in a dramatic role yeah. and Jim Carrey he, obviously proved that. And, and there was there was a talk of him doing a role like that where it would have been a little more dramatic, like a dark comedy dramatic role. And by the way, uh, classically trained Shakespearean actor Jim Varney, best right. known for <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> you remember Dorf? Oh God! I see a dwarf with uh, Ernest oh, as well. You 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 shut your dirty mouth, dwarf. Dwarf's got nothing on on Ernest. I don't. I associate those with movies. I remember their covers of a blockbuster, but I don't remember anything else. Dwarf does golf. Yeah, is, you know, dwarf. cheap shyster dwarf. bullshit. Dwarf. Um, uh, nothing compared to the genius of Ernest. Uh, dwarf. Oh, was this just, was he actually? Dorf oh, on uh, golf. Oh. Yeah, I don't Conway. know. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, the Dorf. Yeah, um, it, and, and basically he would, like, he put shoes on his knees, and the bit was, he's short. <laughs> his name was Dirk Dorf. Is that, is that <laughs> like, where that come from, then? The whole... <laughs> Dirk Dorf should be uh, uh, a character in Hector Hexen. Dirk Dorf and Hector Hexen. <laughs> Did you ever play the game Hexen? Hexen? Do you remember that game? It was like uh I believe it was in the Doom engine, but it was all about spooky magic. So Ooh. like when you were it was like original Doom, but you had like uh, you fired spells and whatnot against various Fuck yeah. Games. It was I very cool. It. I keep wanting I want Microsoft to bring back Hexen. Fucking put bring put back, on that. Bring back more magic first person shooters. We got one coming. Immortals of Avium is coming out this oh, month. That, thing. that sounds like uh, a mouthful of a title. <laughs> it's a very bad well, title. Well, um, it is an EA original coming out later this month. So hopefully. Yeah. Okay. No, EA originals have been good. They did It Takes Two. Remember that game? Oh, okay. That was nice. And that was then... a nice cooperative. Yeah, they did some other ones. Then... They did uh, Yarny. Remember the Yarny game, Unraveled? I... It was about the Yarn Boy. I don't oh, they, remember that. I kind of do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yarn boy. Uh, oh, also, Tyler okay. King with a $2 dono. Thank you so much. Here's a couple bucks for Side Quest Season 4, then. To, I, I have, what I have officially said here is we need to co- stop calling the Side Quest Seasons because it gets confusing with the seasons of the main series. Agreed. And some of the Side Quests are more connected to the main series than others. Yeah, like SideQuest 2 has has uh, two of the main characters. Right. And yeah. so it's like, uh, and, you know, SideQuest 1 uh, is like what, you know, what happens when the main cast goes yeah. away? Whoa, is a little, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Uh, <laughs> so just to keep our Slack channels so that I don't like burst neurons, uh, I just want them referred to as numbers. <laughs> George Lucas. How about we call them volumes? Volumes. SideQuest Volume One, SideQuest Volume Two, SideQuest Volume Three. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind I volumes. Think, I think just saying SideQuest Three 
is weird. I feel like we need upward. This should it be Sid three quest then? SID three quest. <laughs> maybe they, maybe the <laughs> three in the quest one? is also the three. It must oh be stylized. God. Oh my god! El Cheshire one is side Q U four S T, and the people can be like side quest. Side quest. Side quest. We got to get El Cheshire on on SID three, aka side. Uh, I miss I miss the era when if if a movie had a sequel coming out, you knew it was going to toss that number somewhere in that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was peak to seven seven. Yes, yeah. fan seven, four six. Seven. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> it's a seven Evan. It's a seven Evan. The uh, fan four stick. Fa- everyone's favorite fan four fan four stick. Uh, yeah. I I the only my only issue with volume is it's already used uh, in Guardians. So. Right. Oh. So it's like in Guardians. So yeah. like it's already part of like a very popular franchise. Yeah, it's like, yeah that's I'm, true. No, that's true. That's a good point. I was but like vo- volume makes sense because it's books. Like, did they? What did they name? Like, did they name like the little adventure packets that they sell for D anD D? Anything like volumes or edition or something like Appendices. that? Like, yeah, yeah like right. Addendum or whatever it were. Well, I mean, we'll addition, addition's out. a big D anD D word. Side quest edition one. Mm-hmm. Side quest edition two. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it. Yeah, out. we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, fungus fine. They have names, but the names usually the names aren't out there when like we're funding so like for the past month when we've been like all these donations are going to side quest three like it doesn't it doesn't have a name do you have a name for it yet or do you name it after do you name stuff sort of afterwards like season three did you know the name of it going in or did the name of it come no in in fact uh here a fun uh behind the scenes fact of side uh, of uh, adventures nine season three is my original plan was to give it a different title for every single episode uh, and so I was I was writing different title names uh, and, we, you know, just see which one stuck and, you know, to kind of throw everyone for a loop. Uh, as it turns out, everyone loved my first one so much that uh, I tried a second version for the second episode and everyone booed me. What? <laughs> what? Like, oh, no, this this whole in-person thing was a right. Was and a- I, was, I was like, what? And they're like, I thought it was called um, the the liar, the witch and the war torn. I was like, oh, no, I'm giving it a different name every time. And they're like, no, don't. It's the liar, the witch. And I was like, oh, OK, great. So <laughs> Aww, I like that. Like each episode getting its own name. I was going to give it like a little punny name, like mm. off of a uh, off of a book or something. Right. And the liar, the witch and the wardrobe uh stuck so yeah. n- usually i come up with those names well afterwards sure gotcha yeah that makes sense you gotta you yeah. gotta you, you gotta those things gotta gotta play out you don't even know what the season's about until you get there right Think we do it. we do know what side quest three is going to be about well i, we I know key, what i'm key art so we know key art i'm going to set up something i don't know what it'll be about because y'all fuckers keep fucking with me <laughs> y'all fuckers. but y- it's y'all they fuckers. fuckers it's not y'all fuckers Y'all you with me. You've been in here fucking with me too, Marty. <laughs> I lived. Blame Will. <laughs> blame Will. You were the one who lived. <laughs> you and you and Musk. Are the only- I was the only one who was like, I do not trust Will in most things, so I'm just gonna step over. Step as far away from him as possible. You just watch out, Frost. I love you and that. you and Will are becoming par- partners, and he'll use wild magic. The drop of a hat, you'll just be eviscerated. No, 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 no. It's, it's, that, it's that Latino culture. <laughs> it clashes. You can survive. You can I'll survive. be fine. Wild magic. I'll be all right. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, Lampy with a five pound mm. dono. Thank you so much. Here's something for Side Quest 3, Season 2, Part 3, Core 1. 
Core is a big anime thing. I don't even know if that's pronounced correctly because I've never heard anyone say it out loud. A core, like an anime season, will sometimes be sl- mm. split in half. Mm. Oh. And so it'll be like season three of Attack on Titan, Core One and Core Two. Oh, will be, you know, the, the first couple episodes aired in the fall and then the second batch of episodes aired in the spring. Very strange. I don't understand what it means. Snake of the Garden with a two euro dono. Thank you so much, Eve. Did Marty say Jack is full time now? Yay, if true. I did. Nick made a whole announcement in the Discord. So um, it's a whole thing now. I'm a yeah. full time employee. Uh, uh, at Escapist Magazine via Gamers, uh, our parent company. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you have to pronounce yeah, it. Dare Gamers. Dare Gamers. Uh, and it's it literally uh, today is the first. Uh, today is the first day that I'm a full time employee. So hopefully you'll be seeing uh, a lot more of me streaming. Uh, I'll be mm-hmm. producing a lot more videos on the back end, and uh, just be here. I'll be sitting in my office eight hours a day staring at my computer screens, which is camera view without a mic on every stream. So it'll just be like what you're doing at the time. So it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, just it'll be a lot of like and playing Sly Cooper on a Sunday and you'll be like mowing the lawn. <laughs> Why are you with Truman showing Jack? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. That's just his life now. Whole time uh, employee. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mason Daniel, I don't know. I advise against Sid. Sun Infant Death. I also oh, advise yeah. against that. I don't know where that Sid came from. Because Sid 3 quest. Oh, Sid 3. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. that's a good. We'll take that. We'll keep that one in the... We'll put that one in the Nevergreen folder. That, that'll just never come out. Never. And <laughs> then... Uh, it's a Nevergreen idea. And then uh, Joseph Gross. Been a member for one entire year in early access. Thank you so much. Congrats, Jack. My favorite Breath of the Wild guest star. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Whenever you see BOTW uh, in relation to me, it means Breath of the Wild. (laughs) It's honestly true. Although I'm pretty sure Best of the Worst was probably before Breath of the Wild. Uh, Best of the Worst was before Breath of the Wild. uh, And, mm, uh, you know, other hot take, Tears of the Kingdom, better than Breath of the Wild. So really good is that it's a hot hard. take I gotta get well, out of the, so fucking get out good. Of the zone. Is, is that a hot take i thought that was the consensus oh is it oh okay great then that's, i yeah, for once i'm with the consensus because they go tears of the kingdom is the, the best game this is a 10 out of 10 it's like but you guys said that about breath of the wild so it's does that make breath of the wild 9.5 <laughs> yeah 10 or out of 10 so, yeah but I, I figured the consensus was Tarek is better than Badawa. Oh great! Then for for once, I am I am with the consensus. Generally, for once, I'm with, so I'm with yeah, you. Might be the first time. <laughs> uh, SVS Guru been a member for twenty six months. Thank you so much, SVS Guru. Jack, how does being a full time employee after a long life of freelancing? How does it feel? Um, uh, as we were discussing a little bit beforehand, obviously I won't get into details. The amount of paperwork uh, and meetings I've had to do is uh, more than I've had to do in my last 18 years of freelancing combined. So I get a secretary, get an assistant. My, my first two days, uh, I hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets better from here. You don't have to fill the paperwork out every day. Once you fill out the paperwork, in theory, you don't have to fill out any more paperwork. As as someone who uh, is diagnosed dyslexic and ADHD, uh, the last two days of emails and meetings and paperwork has been an utter and true nightmare. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, big ups to our HR department at Gamers because they are very patient with me and walking me through every step. <laughs> and, and it's also nice to have an HR department. <laughs> right? So like yes, I yeah. like I have needed so much help with every step and they're very they're very nice and patient uh, yeah. with me. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> there you go. 
And uh, PM Stripolito, welcome to Early Access. Welcome, Stripolito. Welcome. Um, one of the other stories I had on here, just we've been talking uh, for the past couple months about the writer strike and now the actor mm. strike, how that's impacting things. We're starting to see some of the tangible ways it is uh, impacting entertainment in uh, a lot of fall and even spring movies uh, being delayed weeks, months, and in the case of Beyond the Spider Verse, question mark <laughs> and so right. uh, uh in terms of movies that have officially moved uh two oscar contenders uh challengers which is directed by luca guadagnino starring zendaya which is mm-hmm. like a ten a, a steamy tennis romance drama Ooh. uh moved out of this academy award season into next year and then poor things the uh sort of frankenstein adaptation by yorgos lanthimos starring emma stone and willem dafoe which looks fucking excellent also moved out of is moving out of this year, which is a bummer because both those movies look great. Uh, however, the whole thing about the actor strike is that mm-hmm. the actors can't promote the movies, and so when you have stars like Zendaya that you're riding to, to, you know, that movie would primarily be marketed on the back of Zendaya, who's one of the most you know famous people under thirty in the world, probably. Yeah, uh, and so that got pushed. Uh, fucking the the big bummer, Craven. Year of the no. Craven is not happening this year. <laughs> no. It's Craven time. It's no longer Craven Why, time. Though? It's no longer um, Craven time. Anything but that. Uh, Craven got moved to next year. Ghostbusters got moved to next year, which, you know what? Just move it to never. I don't want another if Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> Just if we move could. it to never. Uh, and then Beyond the Spider-Verse, which had a loose spring release date, is now just off the calendar. And it's because they, they're not done with it yet. So that's less like... Right. The strike and more. That movie's gonna take a long time. So, if I, you saw across the Spider Verse and were like, "What's gonna happen next?" Just wait. Just wait for maybe never, uh, yeah. or or maybe you know, much like oh, do I still have it near me? I don't. Um, you know, it'll get it'll get a comics uh, sequel years later, much like uh, uh, Jamate's favorite movie, Labyrinth. Uh, no, what is <laughs> it? Called? Love oh, his Labyrinth. <laughs> is it not uh, Labyrinth? Hawk the Slayer. That. Oh, oh, that's right. Fuck the Slayer. Um, I just got done with that graphic novel, the sequel uh, written, yeah. you know, several years later. The Incredible. I, I think like as far as like the strike is concerned, the writers and actors strike is concerned. I don't think that the general population and the uh, I don't think the general population understands how important and like uh how different modern movie making is to movie making even 10 years ago. Sure. Even when there was like even five years ago, like when there was big internet and streaming services still happening, movie making now is incredibly different and how actors get paid uh, is incredibly different uh, how they earn their living. And obviously we're not talking about big, you know, triple A stars. Yeah. We're talking about the working actors, the the, the little people who usually can make uh, a good living off of one commercial appearance a year. Um, the the way that we need to restructure how we pay people, because the way in which we distribute movies has fundamentally changed beyond anything anyone could have comprehended five or ten years ago yeah the concept of residuals which would be what you'd get if you aired if you were on a tv show in the 90s if you were on five episodes of home improvement every time there was a home improvement rerun you would get a residual check for those episodes now when you're on a streaming series or if you're on a if you're on an abc series if you're on Abbott elementary that goes to hulu and 99 percent of the people watch it on hulu you don't get residuals from those streams because that's not real and also the, the the streamers 
don't release those numbers. Like everything is, it's, it's, it's Fugazi. It's fake. It's, it's obfuscated. Right. It's, it's absolutely obfuscated. That's a good word that I, yeah, I know. That's a hard word to say. Yeah. My word uh, of the day. <laughs> right? It's on his calendar. Yeah. It's, I'm looking at it right <laughs> now. Um, right. Well, and, and beyond that, we're, you know, much like, uh, you know, my personal favorite, like the Willow series, like, poof, guess what? It no longer exists. We don't have to pay anyone Insane. anything anymore. Like, we donate, we, 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 we had a whole streaming series in celebration <laughs> of, of Willow. our excitement of the Willow series. Now it's yes. gone. You have to take down your stream series. Yeah, no like residuals six for months anyone. ago. Yeah, that well, wasn't a long time ago, and it's like, gone. That's, that's the that's the that's the incredibly frustrating part, as far as actors are concerned, where they're like, "Oh, if my contract states that, like, as long as long as it's up, uh, you know, on Disney Plus, I'll get paid. Oh, uh, it's up on Disney Plus forever. Of course, I'll get paid. What do you mean they removed it? They can yeah. do that? Like, yeah." the 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 lack of accountability as far as studios are concerned is rampant the, this strike is incredibly incredibly important just to get basic rights back mm-hmm. and to make sure that studios can't just be like hey we're gonna scan your body once and we own you we own a digital version of you for the rest of time fucking fucking fuck fuck yeah can you believe that idea? <laughs> it's, gross. it's gross. Can you? The fact that they thought it was such a good idea, like, oh, we'll put this out to the public because this is a good idea. This will make us look like the good guys. Like, fucking how how divorced from reality are you? Yeah, yeah. They're they're. I mean, that's the thing is when you mm. when you become too rich, you forget how to be a human being. You Think don't know so. What's you guys loved the Tupac projector. What happened? <laughs> When he was out Those there dancing with Snoop Dogg, you guys were we fine. Could put, we could put Tupac in the stands of Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo also oh. got delayed two weeks. Oh my god, the funniest thing. Gran Turismo got delayed, the movie got delayed two weeks. Yeah. And they said, since we can't have our actors um doing publicity for the movie, yeah. we're relying on our passionate fans to get the word out. So we're giving everyone an extra two weeks. Yeah. What you guys is ready for that Gran Turismo? Oh no! I don't know what is it. Passionate fans of because the fans haven't seen the movie yet because the movie's not uh, out. So David it's just Harbour. passionate fans of David Harbor, Orlando Bloom, and the Gran Turismo video game. I guess the very ones. <laughs> the very ones. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know it's possible that three of the the biggest tentpole movies of this fall. Um, there's been some scuttlebutt. Shout scuttlebutt. Um, that's my word of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, the Marvels from Disney, uh, Dune 2, which uh, is probably my most anticipated movie of the fall, and then right. uh, Aquaman 2. Again, three movies, three all-starring, you know, massive, massive stars that would be making the rounds to fucking hot ones and all the late night shows. <laughs> but without that, they're like, well, what do we do? Like, how, if we can't get Timothy Chalamet and, and Zendaya again. Uh, what do we, what do we do? How do we get people to see Dune? Dunk too, yeah. like the yeah. janitor or something. You know, what was it like cleaning up after these people? Yeah, but it can't be. <laughs> and a he's there, boy. That's a wing. <laughs> that is yeah. a hot one. Oh <laughs> no, that janitor is part of a different union, and he is not crossing oh, that pickup mind. line. Never mind. Right. Teamsters are not going to be crossing. <laughs> oh, line. you do not fuck around with teamsters. I was there with yeah. Hoffa. Yeah. <laughs> <I was there laughs> Could you imagine like Sean Evans being like, what was it like being on the set of Dune 2? And he just says, I was there with <laughs> And he spits out the wing and walks out. Union solidarity, brother. 
and then uh, the last quick news story was that um, are we all we're all tired of Star Wars, right? <laughs> I thought, are we tired of Star Wars? Was our temperature on Star Wars? I gave it up for Lent every year. Uh, I, I, haven't, I don't think we're in Lent yeah. now, are we? We're oh we're we're in next Lent. Yeah, I'm, I'm very committed to the religion yeah. of okay, not pre-Lent. Star Wars. Yeah. The the last Star Wars thing I watched was season two of The Mandalorian, and then I gave up. I was done. Speaking of uh, taking 3D models of people and son of forcing them down your throat, um, Andor to me is is a masterpiece. I think Andor is incredible. It has been a, a lone bright spot in a lot of uh, in a lot of uh, the the doldrums of Star Wars recently. We got Ahsoka mm-hmm. coming soon, which Nick is very excited for, and I wish him well mm-hmm. on that journey. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, we got news that the Lando series, which was announced uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, and sort of went into this weird like state of limbo. No one heard anything about it. The the, the writer director of the new Haunted Mansion film was supposedly attached to it. There's a Haunted Mansion film that is out in theaters now, which, I'm going to be honest, it's hot as shit. Yeah, why, why did you, you release a Haunted Mansion what? film at the beginning of August? Why a spooky movie not during spooky time? What? It's insane. Like, and it's starring, like, Lakeith Stanfield, Rosario Dawson, I think Owen Wilson's in it. Oh, well, like, well, it's well, a big well. Disney movie that is in theaters right now. And Justin Simon, yeah, I, I want to say he who directed that is known for... Oh, he's he did Dear White People. He did Dear White People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. was originally, and then he was attached to this Lando show. Yeah, um, on the red carpet for uh, oh, Danny DeVito's even it. Danny DeVunky. He's a, he'd make a good ghost. I don't know if he's a ghost, but he'd make a great ghost. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he was attached to uh, the Lando show. They interviewed him like on the red carpet like two weeks ago, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. I just haven't heard from Disney in a very long time. I think I'm still doing it." And then news broke; he is not doing it, and that Donald Glover and Stephen Glover, his his writing partner, who they've worked on Atlanta together, are going to be writing the Lando series. And Ooh. there's there's further scuttlebutt that Billy D. Williams is going to be involved, which means it could my my framing device that I just want is every episode to be Billy D. Williams playing cards as Lando or at like a cantina and like telling a story about his youth. And then it's, it cuts to, you know, Donald Glover as Lando um, going he, on those exploits. Nice. Which I think young Indiana Jones might've done that. Yes. That, that was the formula for young Indiana yeah. Jones is old man. Indy was, would be like, you know, in a hospital and some kid would be scared of taking a needle shot. And he's like, let me tell you about world war one. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm scared, the Grandpa. The Nazis were scared when I found them. <laughs> Here, uh, Lan- if if that is true, Lando might be what I come back for. Like, it sounds really good, right? Like Atlanta is so fucking good. Atlanta's Atlanta's incredible. Bring it's, that weird energy to Star Wars. Atlanta is more is so it, it's it's better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Like. You know, knowing like uh, Donald Glover's weird, you know, sketch comedy past where it's like, yeah. oh, oh, wait, no, there's some artistry there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, really good. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, also, we'll see if that even ever comes out because uh, I don't trust anything Star Wars. Like, yeah, not not just I don't trust it to be good. <laughs> I just they announce a lot of stuff and very little of it actually comes out. Yeah. It's insane that we're now four years since a Star Wars movie. Um, That's good. That's good. We need we needed we needed right. a break. Yeah. yeah. Give, give the world I mean, time honest, to heal. It wasn't a good one. Oh. Although Nick owns it on fucking 4K steel case, 8K. Why? Why, oh, Nick? No. Why? 
he's an intervention. He's he, a, he, he, that's he's why a, we have to be suspect when he's excited for Ahsoka, where it's like, yeah, yeah. But then every once in a while, he was like really excited for Remnant, and I thought he was a big weenie for that. And then Remnant comes out, and everyone loves it. I'm like, game right, or guess, yeah, Remnant two. Yeah, that's a strange I, 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 one. It's got a big I've following. People seem to really like. Have you played this Remnant game, Jack? Do you know anything about this Remnant game? Uh, it's constantly on my. You should buy this list on Steam because it's Dark Souls with guns. Uh, I've heard Apparently very. The one is amazing. It's supposed to be very good. It looks very cool. All of the Dark Souls people on YouTube that I follow have done uh, branded videos of it, and so yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it actually does look kind of fun. I'll wait till it goes on sale. Maybe give it a chance. That's how I feel about uh, Star Wars. I'll wait for it to like be done, go on sale. Like oh. I can wait, y'all. Uh, Nick's, Nick's response to this all is, you have to preserve history so that you're not doomed to repeat it. Preserve is that history. why you own Moonfall? Yes. Oh, hey, Marty, you're in the wrong room right Whoa. now. Read the room. This is Moon Gang. Marty? Moon you, Gang? This is Moon Gang here, Marty. I will defend Moonfall to my last dying breath. I think it's a wonderful movie. Moonfall. Like surrounded by, by Moonies. Yeah. Uh, big Mooney here. Moonfall. He's not here. He loves Roland Emmerich too. He's a big Moonfall is, is the most enjoyable schlock you will ever see. My kids still talk about Moonfall. Dude. Like I've I've heard because I took them both to the theater to see Moonfall, and like we got out of there yipping and yapping, just so excited. Like I heard my teenage son. My son is a teenager now. We're gonna start driving in a little bit. Fuck that. I'm old. Oh no. Um, I heard him talk to his other teenage friend about how good Moonfall was. See? That's how good fucking Moonfall is. Was cinema. It's the most the most fun you'll have watching your stepdad die and, uh, during the summer too i can't time out nick God you got to roll we got to figure out what's going on in his past because does, he does not like stepdads it um, doesn't like nuclear uh, families no he no. likes stepdads they usually they usually sacrifice themselves in a meaningful My sacrifice that is, that is fair uh, in the end they, they they're not dicks or anything but it's just like you're not my dad <laughs> Yeah, you're a nice yeah. guy, but you're not my dad. Yeah, I guess. The, yeah, maybe he just likes tapping into that sort of the he, he likes that that friction and then being able yeah. to sort of unify it at the end and then, mm-hmm. a, then a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, George Lucas in chat. Uh, yes. Add Atlanta to your things to watch list. Oh, um, just know that like while the first couple of episodes, I still think are very good. It definitely like it takes a little bit for them to f- like click into the groove. It, it takes like three, four episodes for them to really lock into the tone of the show which is like we could do magical realism like we don't yes. have to abide yeah. by like the rules of of reality you'll, on the show you'll still make it through just because of like brian tyree henry and like keith stanfield so, just their chemistry so at the start oh just yeah i'm smoking in the car just singing <laughs> along like, okay. that's, that's the thing it's it's all enjoyable but after a little bit it hits another level of enjoyable mm-hmm. is i yeah. guess that's it my only like- it felt like they kept uh they kept being like how far can we push the line on this and then you get to like the teddy perkins episode they're like can we push it this far and then they're like can we just do an entire season where we go to europe can we push it this far like yeah can we do entire episodes where none of the main characters are in it yeah so it's uh really good yeah no and uh uh, reclaimed the same uh no it is not a sketch show uh it is a it's a through narrative it's standard through narrative show yeah just yeah. plays with form and, and non-linear. It's very, yeah. very linear. He's just, you know trying to not be poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, says, "Wait, the late 
Brian Henry. I don't know who Brian Henry. Brian Tyree Henry is not dead. No, he's maybe he's there's a man well. named Brian Henry, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's well. going on? <laughs> Most importantly, he was in the Eternals. He played Phasmos, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> who is responsible? I got through all. I- oh, speaking of, well, this is a good segue. Uh, Snake of the Garden to Eurodono. Thank you so much, Frost, Jack, Marty, Barbenheimer thoughts. Thank you for asking. We're gonna save full Barbenheimer spoiler chat for when Darren's back. However, yeah. Oppenheimer thoughts. All of Oppenheimer, I'm sitting there. It's a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. beautiful. I thought it was incredibly, um, uh, just the cast was was top notch. I felt like it was both reined back Nolan as well as foot on the pedal, foot on the gas Nolan at the same okay. time. He's like, sure. uh, however, they never bring in Phasmos from the Eternals, who it is implied in the Eternals, he was the one responsible for gifting the idea of the nuclear bomb to the Americans, which would then go to be dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh. And so that's why he's so sad, because he's like, fuck, that was, I did that. Phasmos, me. I don't, I'm not sure his name's Phasmos either. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's, he's, that's why that's he's so sad, because he's like, I did this, how yeah. could I? And yeah. Oppenheimer never... There was no Phasmos in mm. Oppenheimer. I'm going to make sure his name is Phasmos. Um, but uh, but that would also make sense because if it's Nolan, that would be in the DC universe. Uh, so oh, so, then, so then it would be Doctor Manhattan. Phastos. <laughs> um, okay, pretty Fast- close. Close enough. P H A S T O S. Yeah. The first thing was Eternals Brian Henry star on Fastos and weight, weight loss. That makes it seem like Fastos was like a pill he used for weight that's loss. My that, superhero that's exactly name. what that sounds like. <laughs> Lose Fast- weight. It sounds like weight loss. Yeah. An, an appetite suppressant pill. Oh, Fastos. Oh. Um, did uh, did either of you guys, Jack, I don't think you got a chance to Barbenheim yet, correct? I have not Barbenheimed yet, and it's uh, very upsetting to me. Okay. Um, uh. Frost, did you get a chance to Barben, Barben and Orheim? Uh, without spoilers, I did Barbenheim. Without spoilers, that meme of like, you know, uh, let's start with Barbie because it'll be too dark and then Oppenheimer for the family-friendly vibes. It almost ended up being that way. That's all I have to say where I was like, I might have watched these in the wrong order. Oh. Wait, so which order did you watch, man? I watched Oppenheimer, then Barbie. Oh, okay. And I was like, I might have watched these in the wrong order here. I I would honestly, yeah, I would, I would say so. But uh, would you do a would you do a meal between them, like an Olive Garden wings or something? Yeah, yeah, a goulash to get rid. A nice, a nice, a nice pre Oppenheimer goulash. I always have my my gamer goulash on tap, you know. But uh, it's great stuff for two very different reasons. You know, I absolutely love both of them. I love the event, if anything, just the event of both of these films out at the same time. Like, wh- yeah. what a time. Movies are yeah. back. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you. And, that, and now they're being taken away because the studios are greedy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Movies are back. And we regret to tell you movies will no longer be back because of the studios. Um, yeah, I like. I just like the energy in the theaters. I like fucking tons of kids being stoked to see Barbie in the theaters. I like my theater for Oppenheimer was packed. Everyone on best behavior, which was great. Oh, a group okay. of teenagers came in, sat near me, and I was like, fucking teenagers. I don't know yeah. what's going to go on. They're going to talk about Moonfall the whole time. They're going to be doing <laughs> TikTok viral dances. They were silent as church mice, enjoyed the movie. After it ended, I heard them talking about it. They were chatting about it. It looked like it was a double date. I'm like, this is great. Oh, the, future, you, the future's uh, all right. Did you treat them to a Werther's after the fact with their good behavior, <laughs> Marty? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then on to Barbie we go. Yeah, no, it was crazy like seeing people dressed up in pink. I, I did see some people dressed up like Oppenheimer, which is crazy because it's triple digit heat right now. I said, wow, <laughs> the commitment to that. You're gonna get heat stroke. But all right then. No, great. Are you great gonna times. are you gonna dress up when you see them, Jack? 
uh, when no, because I'll I'll probably end up seeing them like you know during the work day. Uh, that's when I, I like I usually prefer to see movies like Monday morning, like yeah. you know a 10 a.m. screening where there's not a lot of people there. Um, just cause that's, you know, that's usually the only time. And especially with Barbie Oppenheimer still selling out everywhere on the weekends. Uh, so I probably won't dress up. I also like, I, I no longer have any like Ken appropriate attire. Like, I guess I could get a fanny pack. What do you mean? No longer. <laughs> so, so what's next on the, on the agenda? Uh, what is next? More uh, super chats. Uh, we got so we got lot, we got a lot of super chats. Um, one of the nice things, so you know, being be full time, like during the day, I'll be like, I gotta dug out for two hours and see a movie. And I feel like when Don Draper does it in Mad Men, and he like smokes cigarettes in the theater, he's watching a movie and he's getting ideas. Yeah. I do that. I don't smoke heaters. In the I was like, yeah, you're smoking heaters yeah. in the theater. What are you doing? I like the idea that I'm like the kids are all right, and then those four kids are like, who's this fucking old yeah. asshole? <laughs> smoking in the theater. You were, you. Were not not supposed to do that just no like I, feet, feet up on the seats in front of me watching godzilla yeah that is a part of the job though we do have to you know spend time Consume to take media. in media yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. sometimes mm. you got a hexen hexer shoot i was doing it in my free time oh. don't do that don't do that that makes don't sense that. as to how you guys watch so much and play doing so much. it during one of your do it during your streams that's oh, okay the, that's yeah. the during the stream. <laughs> streaming from the theater <laughs> That could bring bring even more chaos to you and Will's uh, co-op oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, Hey guys, we're sneaking into the theater today to live stream Barbie. <laughs> Which uh, hold on the localization uh, because in in America it's it's uh, Kenuff, right? Are you Kenuff? Yeah, are you Kenuff? Uh, for um, in Spanish, I know we have some Spanish speakers. It's suficiente, which is so so good. What is because Su- suficiente is is enough? Are you enough? But uh, Oh yeah, so they just tried out the C for the K and it's are you suficiente? I was like, yes, now that I is so see, good. Now I want to see, uh, I want to see that joke in every language because I'm imagining if they put the effort in for one language, they put the effort in for every language. Surely, right? So like, I bet there's like a good German goof, like a good hexer goof. <laughs> it's probably not a good hexer goof, if I'm being honest. Uh, Starry night. Where's, where's Tommy Salter? We need a good Polsky uh, goof. <laughs> Uh, Starry Night, welcome to Early Access. Thank you so much, Starry Night. Um, all those uh, again, I mentioned all the shows. You get you get early episodes of Cold Take, of of uh, Design Delve, of Stuff of Legends, of Extra Punctuation, Zero Punctuation. You got the early trailer for our upcoming series on Metal Gear by Good Blood. And let me tell you, that trailer is going to knock your GD socks off. Holy smokes! I don't know if people have seen Whoa. this trailer. I'm going to find the trailer. Uh, well, no, I'm going to first. I'm going to read the next super chat, and then I'm going to find the trailer. Gilded Ruiz. $10 dono. Congrats, Jack. Ready for all the adventures. Nigh content to come. Been a fan since DC Universe Online was free. Fuck. What does that mean? That is a callback uh, to to the um, the previously recorded live days. Uh, that was one of the most requested games that Rich and I play was DC Universe Online. Uh, we refused for a long, long time because it didn't sound like anything we'd be interested in, but it was a free to play game. Sure. And so that way, you know, play DC Universe Online. It's free. You fucks was the was the meme of the time. I it's think we played it in the games that surprised me. Like you're obsessed with Team Fortress 2. That really surprised you me. Like Team Fortress 2, Jack, of all things. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, I wouldn't have figured that'd be your game. Oh my god! Uh, like uh, on on Steam, I have nine hundred and seventy hours into it. Uh, on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, I have an additional two three hundred hours because wow. that's where I started playing it. 
uh, Team Fortress, and and it's back. Team yeah, Fortress back Two is now. back. Yeah, I, I know this isn't the gaming podcast, but like I've been popping into TF Two again, and just like fuck, this is great. I found a new fun like controller dupe pop. Here, this is like there's a trackpad on one <laughs> side, and this is like, but I, I just use it one handed because usually. Usually I use my my one-handed chuck here for like mm -hmm. WASD controls. But this guy has even more buttons. It's not the easiest thing to hold, but I've been trying it out for first person. He's ready shooters. for the new switch. Oh yeah. Uh so yeah, no, I switch too. Did you, are you bargo busting? Gonna be a non-Euclidean object. The uh <laughs> yeah, no, I've been getting in a few hours of TF2 here and there and you know it's it's still a fucking great game. I fucking love it. You got any hats? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I got so many hats. I got Proud so many hats. Proud of you. Fungus Finder, $2 dono. Thank you so much, Fungus Finder. Just words to infuriate Jack. Digital Jim Varney. How right? We don't, right? His we son. Don't, don't, son of, the son of Ernest. Don't. I don't know if his son's an actor. Probably not. Darwin's dummy. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, let, uh, that's, that is a rallying cry that I will, hopefully, hopefully one day I won't need to say anymore, which is let the dead die. Let people get old. It's okay to recast. <laughs> Just oh, let's kill it if you have to. Or let reanimate me. Die. I'm down with that. Like, oh, yeah. Bring me myself back. Sure. Back. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, if we're talking full necromancy, then great. Then I'm there for it. No digital necromancy. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. No Digimon. No mm -hmm. Digimon in this house. Uh, Dar except, no, Digimon are great, actually. Plenty of Digimon in this house. Darwin's Dummy, $2 dono. Sad I can't stay, but welcome to Full Time Jack. Thank you. Thank you. F FTJ. And speaking of SVS Guru, five euros. Thank you so much, SVS Guru. Was the full-time position offered or did you actively pursue it? Uh, it as it as I, I, it is a pursuer joke. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I can now officially, you know, race Nick in, in uh, Dark Souls 2 uh as an official employee uh it, it was something that nick has uh nick and i have been talking about for quite a long time um and it it we came to good terms uh, and uh opportunities are on the horizon i you know i don't know what i can talk about i haven't read through all of my <laughs> all of my emails six more weeks of uh, oh, those contracts and then everything will be fuck. fine uh so no it, it just it, it was it was offered we had a little talk back and forth very very exciting stuff hell yeah Mm -hmm. SVS Guru, another five euros. Thank you so much. I interpreted this as Fastos being this is We're going back to Brian Tyree Henry in yeah, uh, yeah. Eternals. I interpreted this as Fastos being disillusioned by humanity after being such a proponent of them, causing him to abandon them. I think it was. I mean, because it was it was him. He's like, I Fastos was the Eternal who kept giving technology and advancements to men. He would be like, I will give you the wheel. I will give you the, the cotton gin sort of thing. Yeah, the the air inspiration fryer. to make a better society. The air fryer. And then he was like, I'll teach you to split an atom because something good could come of that and then fucking because energy because you can get you can get you know energy yeah, yeah. yeah to Not power if you're, Odo, fryer, right? if you're bobby oppenheimer there's only two things you love and it's fucking which he does a lot of and it's uh making weapons of master and crying which about he also it yeah. and crying a lot he cries about both of those great movie fucking and the atom bomb <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't know he bangs out so much i didn't either Did you know right like yeah. there's there's a few men of history that you wouldn't have figured were so promiscuous Right? Yeah, like I didn't know uh, Raphael, I think, or Donatello. One of them died fucking because that's all he did. The Ninja that's a spoiler for the Ninja Turtle film. Which Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, these are the these are, you know, the passion, the passion uh, flows through all parts of the body, through the brain, through the fingers, through the other appendages. Yeah, through the hexer, mm -hmm. through the hexer, through Dare yeah. Hexer. Um, 
Stick of the Garden with a five. I'm still Antello or Raphael uh, Stick of the Garden with another five euros. Cillian Murphy fans. Uh, see The Wind That Shakes the Barley and Breakfast on Pluto. Nick, in chat, if you like history movies, watch the former. Uh, both movies are great. Wind That Shakes the Barley is uh, an incredible, <laughs> incredible Irish film. I watched it in my Irish movie class, The Green Screen, in college. Yeah, you did it again. It's Killian. Shit, I said Cillian. Yeah. Fuck, Darren's not here. <laughs> it's it's fine. How am I ever going to remember this? You forget that Ireland doesn't like the king, and you forget how to pronounce his name. Well, I need, we need a, I know, fucking, I know, I know, which one, he should, no, this isn't my problem. I was going to make it his problem and say he should he put a should. K in front of his name, and then I won't make, <laughs> I won't make him. But this is a me problem. This is how do I do that? Celtic, Celtic Killian. There you go. Yeah, Celtic But they're called the Boston Celtics, and I only respect one well, Irishman. Nice, nice. Larry Bird, Indiana's <laughs> own Larry Bird. Larry, and Larry Bird plays on a what? The Celtics. Uh, uh, he, Larry Bird team. plays on a court, as oh. does Killian oh, well, Murphy. Confusing. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to make some connections for you. The Celtics play on the court. Killian Murphy kills. I don't know. Uh, Killian <laughs> Murphy courts. There's no way. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Signal Garden says Irish doesn't have K's. I buy Kerry Gold butter. Best butter you could buy at the grocery store. Kerry Gold. And that starts with a K. Is my butter lying to me? Yes. Sound off in the comments below. Um, but yeah, when that shakes the barley is wonderful. Uh, and then uh, Water Hazard, 499 Dono, behind, live behind on the live stream, but hearing Jack talk about how not great the novels are is cathartic because I'm on novel two, and oh boy. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it reminds me a lot of, um, who was it, Sir Arthur Doyle, who, who did uh, uh, fucking... Sherlock. Uh, Sherlock, right? Where he's like, oh, I made some Sherlock, and now that's all these fuckers want? Like, I want to write other shit? Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, Sherlock does this or dies or whatever, right? Like, he stopped caring, and I feel very similar about those books, where it's like, either either he stopped caring about Geralt as a character, or it was a character not necessarily built for these long narratives, or maybe he was a writer that wasn't built for these long <laughs> narratives. <laughs> See, I mean, that just goes with my theory that I think neutral quote-unquote very long over-encompassing term but neutral characters are hard to write so you have to make interesting side characters and and, and yes. things to fight it and a nice world but once it becomes about them it's like uh, i don't know about this because like if you go <laughs> my favorite example of this is either the predator or the big lebowski and it's everything it's it's all about how they see the world how the world yeah. acts around them not just sure. so much what are you doing it's like no they just Going on about their ways. And Geralt is a man who you see the world through him, not so much as like, okay, what you doing now? Oh, I gotta find my daughter. Right. I hope though that they um change his face but keep Liam's accent. I'm the Witcher. <laughs> Just guessing. What if they change his name to Gerald? Gerald of Rivia. <laughs> yeah. Gerald of Rivia. <laughs> Cla I, classic Gerald. That's all I'm looking forward I, to. I listened to the books on uh, uh, through via Audible. I listened to the audiobooks of the Witcher series, and for the first uh, collection of short stories, uh, the narrator pronounced uh, the bard Dandelion. Wow, is that instead accurate? Of, is that a dandelion? Instead of, instead of dandelion, dand the bard Dandelion. And I don't know if it was like just an old recording or if that's how he thought it was pronounced. I don't know why, but it's always stuck with me and I loved it way more than Dandelion or or uh, Yasker. 
Uh, I love dandelion. Wow. <laughs> dandelion. Is that, yeah. is that maybe where the word came from? Is it... It's like, is he being accurate with it, or he just did right. not know? Yeah. That's the thing. I, I no, don't know what the correct answer is. All I know, and in the, it's the same narrator for the later books, and it, he changes it to dandelion. Oh. Uh, and I, so I don't know why it was dandelion. <laughs> oh, he feels bad. Like Benedict Cumberbatch says penguins. <laughs> penguins. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't pronounce they it. Penguins. They're yeah. birds. Yeah, that's fair. Have you ever heard, have you ever seen that uh, Alex Trebek uh, pronouncing genre? No. Oh my god. Look at look it up. It's so great. It's it's uh because genre is a French word and Alex Trebek is very oh, no. or, uh, was was very particular about pronouncing yeah. words correct. So genre. Genre. And so uh, you know it's like we're looking for what genre the Star Wars movies are in. He says genre. 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 <laughs> he gives the ra just the slightest genre. space at the end. Genre. And, and so someone made a supercut of every time he says genre, and it is hilarious. You're welcome, Internet. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a genuine treat. Of genre. Uh, genre. Uh, that sounds very Cajun. Uh, it's Gambit. Gambit's favorite genre, mon ami. Uh, Gambit was an X-Men who never got a film based on him, but might make an appearance in Deadpool 3. It was so good. Loved him in Origins. Yeah, in Origins. Uh, was it Channing Tatum? No. I forget his name, but it wasn't oh, Channing Tatum. Was Taylor Kitsch. It was Taylor Kitsch. Channing Tatum was like, uh, he's gonna play Gambit yeah. in the movie, and then yeah. the movie never happened. Uh, and then Brubarian, two Canadian dollars. Congrats, Jack. You playing Baldur's Gate 3 on Thurs. Are you nope. excited for Baldur's Gate 3? No? No. You know, it's a big old D. The, I played a little bit of it in early access. Actually, that was that was a game, uh, that was the one of the few games that I played on, um, fucking what was google oh, uh, stadia. stadia yeah stadia and you know what uh got a, re a full refund for it which was great, great. <laughs> thank you stadia uh and it to me it's like oh yeah this is like some of the interesting aspect aspects of uh, tabletop role playing with none of the fun none of the communal storytelling right and so it, it's not i don't play dungeons and dragons or any tabletop role playing game for the mechanics sure uh and that's what baldur's gate 3 looks like it's going to be uh, and the little bit I played, that's what it was, and it. Like the tech's good, yeah. But the system's yeah. fine. It's just everything else, which is a shame. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Like I'm sure it'll, it'll be a fine game. That's, I've heard it's very yeah. good. That's yeah. I've not played it. It's also not my type of game. I think it's gonna get very good reviews and be a big thing. So. Oh um, yeah, I could, I could, and I can understand why people would like it. That's not just. It's just not my thing. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, will be if you if you are curious about it. Um, I believe it's not set in Sony yet, but I believe uh Friday at noon Central. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. We might be doing a. I'm gonna call it a launch day stream, even though it's the day after. But fucking it's launch day somewhere. Think well, when's it. it launching? Thursday. What time? Uh, I think Thursday morning. You, I might, don't actually know you, know, you might hit the 24 hour window <laughs> yeah but you know what certain planets launch day if you're on uh well one of those big planets like jupiter Saturn. jupiter you know jupiter yeah, yeah jupiter. jupiter the one that's a big one yeah. gravity's different there it's like uh like an interstellar where so, they go to that water planet and the little what the robot goes the very one yeah, yeah remember that mm. remember that robot um what have you guys been watching before before we before we take off for the day frost you been watching anything you got any you got any you got any treats for the kids? Let's see here. Uh, you got any Werther's Originals for the audience? 
No, I was considering heat. Then I saw it was like three hours long. I said, I want something a little smaller. Then okay. uh, Darren convinced me to watch They Clone Tyrone, which okay. is so fun. Genuinely, it's just really so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's got Jamie Foxx in it. It's got uh, yeah. Boyega, which I was like, whoa, bro, this is a role for you. You got you you got nothing to play around with in Star Wars. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, he's yeah. got so much he's crazy like range. Character, and Finn is like a big love it, love wet it. sack of potatoes of a character. Vera, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it plays in those in those vibes of uh of like Peel and also like black black exploitation films in the modern day. And honestly, Jamie Foxx just steals it playing a very strange, very concerned pimp. Yeah. This is probably my favorite pimp role in in any film. Incredible. Like, wow. Be it uh, one name Slickback or um, Gary Oldman, even in, I forgot what it was called. But yeah, this is this true is, romance. Yeah, true romance. Yeah, this is probably my favorite pimp in uh, in any film that I've ever seen. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic, great stuff. Yeah, and, really good. Way and, better uh, than most Netflix original movies. Which yeah. Kind of shitty. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing there for you, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it, it does give its like very, um, what was it, subtleties are for cowards, that Darren says. So it, yeah, it's very yeah, just right yeah, in your yeah. face. Subtext is for cowards. Subtext is for yeah. cowards type thing. I don't know. I like a bit of, <laughs> I like a bit of subtext here and there, but there, there's plenty of it layered. And then at times it will just point straight at the camera and you'll go, oh, okay. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. pr- pretty fun, pretty thought provoking. But then I ran across Hulu, this show called This Fool. And it's, uh, it's, a Chicano comedy, these Mexican American, but very like old school. Now they're getting older, right? They're their forties and their fifties, and um, they're trying to rehabilitate in this program called Hugs, Not Thugs. And so they're slowly coming to terms with like a lot of their toxic masculinity and sort of like deep seated problems that they had as Chicanos uh, in a younger America who are now getting up in their age. Like in, I think, episode two, let's go for some putazos. We're going to fight. Let's just brawl out. Go get your homies. I'll get my homies. And as he's going to get his homies, well, like one's got diabetes now. The other one's passed away. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Like that that kind of stuff. And it's just a, a way better sort of like coming of age. Um sort of um, Hispanic representation than the other stuff that I watched, which would be like Hentified, uh, which is dealing with uh, Mexican-Americans, dealing with the gentrification of where they're trying to set up their restaurants. Uh, that was that was okay. The writing, writing felt a little weak, and I can't stand Lopez v. Lopez. I keep on trying to watch more of it, but I just can't. They're selling it too hard on George Lopez. And sure. I keep seeking out, like, where where is the Atlanta for Latinos? And I think this fool is closest it's there's still a massive gap because Atlanta is so yeah, so yeah. good. Like Atlanta is just amazing. Uh, but this fool, I would definitely uh, recommend it for for those who sort of want to see like where is it sort of Chicano Latin American representation still. And the writing's pretty like from a technical standpoint, it's pretty solid. And that like oh, I see you're you're looping it back around. You're keeping it all nice and tight, and um, the sure. representation's pretty close there. Like I got cousins who. Uh, every time I'm like that, that's just like my cousin. That's just like my uncle and whatever and whatnot. And uh, no, I really, really been enjoying that. Really been having a good time. Have with you that. Uh, have you seen or heard of Primo? I believe it's on Freebie. Disney, right? Freebie. Freebie. Freebie is the network that. Uh, um, uh, oh, what the heck? What was the, what was the show? It's a fucking great show. Jury duty. Jury duty. Jury uh, duty. 
yeah, that's the free. It's the Amazon free Amazon channel with with commercials. Uh, Primo is uh, sort of like a classic. It's a, produced by Mike Schur, so Parks and Rec, um, um, really good place. Um, created by Shay Serrano, who's a great writer and, and podcaster. I like. He worked at the Ringer as like a sports mm. and pop culture critic. But it is very much a. Um, it's sort of auto, somewhat, somewhat autobiographical. I think it's his family in Texas growing up when he was a kid. Had kind of surrounded by like uncles and and cousins and yeah, stuff yeah. Uh, in a Latino family. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. Oh, give it a go. It's got Carlos Santos, who was in Hentified, which uh, wasn't wasn't too bad. I think hent- hentai fied is something hentai different fight. that I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Hentai fi rush. Yeah, hentai fi rush. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even sure where the actors came from for uh, this fool, like the writers or any of them. As I'd never seen them or heard of them, aside from uh, Michael Imperioli, who was in, in The Sopranos. Right. Yeah. And he, he plays the uh, the minister, guidance counselor, uh, it was head of it all. And, yeah, it is, it is just some crazy, weird energy. It's just. That's great. Uh, really good. Thank you go. much. Yeah, there you go. This fool. Check it out. This fool. Uh, Jack, what do you got going on? Uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. As as I talked about with you when you invited me to come on, I was like, I would love to come on and just chitter chat. I ain't seen shit. Um, uh, to quote, you seen my a favorite. little bit of Secret Invasion. You said. I saw, I saw the first two episodes of Secret Invasion, and um, you know, I, as I've talked about many times, like my wife and I, big Marvel fans. Our comic collection is a uh, like we have to figure out where we're going to house our comic collection if we ever move. Um, you know, fireproof safes, organizational systems. We're we're big old school comic fans. Uh, we've been, you know, fans of the MCU for a long time. We got two episodes into Secret Invasion, and both said, eh and walked away like it's lifeless it's, has it's such a good cast and it's lifeless. i love when they upset the nerds uh twitter it, or x whatever you want to call it i saw what, what happened and i was like oh yeah go on it pissed the boys off, it pissed it's, off the boys. it's not even it's not even about upsetting me it's just like the, you know marvel i've i've always been uh you know a bit of a marvel defender like a lot of people will rag on marvel movies just being like oh they're generic and you know quasi funny and quasi action and and i was like yeah that's that's, that's what a comic book is like yeah. they're they're fine like you can always count on marvel you know like mcdonald's right where it's like you can count on it to be what it's going to be and i know what i am paying for when i go to a marvel movie and i thought i knew what i was paying for when watching marvel tv shows and the consistency has been all over the place and here with secret invasion it's just like it's just boring it's just nothing is happening i want if i'm watching a nick fury show i want spy intrigue and you know technological bullshit and i got none of that i got two episodes of bull hockey we were we were promised spy craft and we got no spy craft and let me tell you uh the next four episodes do not redeem it (laughs) something to look forward to yeah. yeah, there you go. So, so like instead of that, we've been uh, I've been rewatching uh, in in our limited free time together. We've been going through the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible one. Wonderful film. Mission Impossible yeah, two. Uh, two is a delicious piece of garbage. It um, is. 
And uh, and now we we just uh, watched three uh, last night or the night before, and it's like the 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 really fascinating thing about all the Mission Impossible movies is it's a wonderful snapshot of where like action movies were yeah. when they were made. Whereas like Mission Impossible two, oh like right after the Matrix came out, we got to John Woo this up. We got to you know motorcycle motion sunglasses. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hot garbage, beautiful, delicious, hot garbage, and then three like. Like, you know, uh, written by uh, uh, fucking your Lindelof, your Abrams, your Ortsy, directed by Abrams, where we start getting some of that comedy, a little more comedy intermix into it. Where it's like, oh, this is a beautiful snapshot of where action movies were. Um, So I wish they would as good as the the the, the new trilogy, Chris McQuarrie movies are. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have stuck to a different director every time. Because, like, going through the first five with all mm. different directors, like, four is Brad Bird, and then five is Christopher McQuarrie, and you're like, oh, man, this would have been really cool to be able to be like, they're going to make nine of these movies, and everyone's going to have a different director, and it's going to be, like you said, like, very much a moment yes. in style and time all framed around the eternal Tom Cruise. Right. And it's like like it's it's a bit of a history lesson of, you know, like the 90s on of this is where this is where kind of movies were for all the good and all the bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, they're 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 fun series to do. I just did a rewatch before before Dead Reckoning as well. So, yeah. So Um, so we're very we're very excited to watch that. And oh, and uh, we finished uh, season one of Poker Face, which I know is old by by now, but so fucking good. Good. I'm I'm here for it. Poker Face. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that show is that show is wonderful. That's that's probably that's one of my favorite shows of this year. Came out right at the beginning of the year, so I think a lot of people forgot about. It. Also, is on Peacock, which a lot of people don't have. But um, yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend Poker Face if you like. It's it's produced um, by and I think one of the episodes is written or directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. But uh, Natasha Leone is absolutely incredible in it. And if you like, sort of. Um, mystery of the weeks kind of Columbo um, um, incredible yeah. little 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 mysteries that you can unpack throughout a course of an episode um, well, I highly recommend you check them out Columbo is is a very different kind of detective show like if you've watched any modern detective shows uh, you know usually the fun is like trying to figure out who done it the Columbo structure is you know who did it yeah uh, but now uh, how will the detectives solve the case and why did they do it? Like, yeah, yeah. And what wrinkles, because pretty much every episode opens with the murder. You see it. Yes. And then yes. you're kind of like, well, well, what was leading up to this? How is the main character involved in this? And how is like, the main what character wrinkles involved? did I not know about this murder while watching it? Exactly. And so it's it's this beautiful just like, oh, the, oh, oh, this is how we're figuring this out. This is how we're figuring this out. This is why they did it, which is sometimes significantly more interesting than how they did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful show. And uh, hopefully they make more. Yep. Highly recommend it. Natasha. Um, uh, Russian doll. Natasha Leone. Russian doll. Yeah. I yeah. love her voice. Yeah. yeah she plays uh, sort of a similar but like a hard boiled uh, somebody becomes a hard boiled detective uh, when she's on the run. Uh, yeah, well, the scenes of her like in the first episode in Vegas in her trailer park, great, like, so what a, great. Well, yeah, what a great they, they get a also, little the one with it, like, I, I was a big fan of the show Psych. Uh, oh, yeah. If if anyone watched like Psych or Monk or House or um, any of those uh, other one syllable <laughs> burn, you know, your burn notice, <laughs> yeah. uh, like any like kind of quasi detective show where the detective had like a quirk that made them a very good detective. Uh, you know, her quirk is uh, she is a human lie detector. She can tell when people are lying. 
Uh, and then that's it. And then everything else, you know, goes from there. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That's most yeah. of the other ones, though. Wait. What do you mean she's a human lie detector? Like her, well, she, her literally, her superpower is she yes. knows, she says bullshit if you tell her a lie. Like she knows if you say a lie. Oh, well, we just cut straight to the chase because with Monk, it's like his OCD and the mentalist, he's yeah. cold read. And that, but exactly. hers is just, no, I know. Oh, yep. right. She detects bullshit. She's like, I got an ear for bullshit. And it's literally I got an like ear a for bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like, yeah, Psych is just like, oh, I'm very observant. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even in was it Sniffer, the German, Dar Sniffer. Where yeah. he could smell so well, he could oh, tell yeah. that you might be lying. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's a real scent. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remote in America has scent, I believe. Is that's it? a perfume? That sounds like a, a made-up 30 Rock show, like, this, uh, this Thursday, Dare Sniffer. Dare Sniffer. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, it's got three oh, seasons in it, what you know? And then yeah. there was another one, I think it was a Russian one, where it's more uh, Hannibal. He knows oh, yeah. what the they're, killers are thinking liquor. because he's their liquor. That, Gotta lick everything. Yeah, sure. The <laughs> their liquor. Their <laughs> tongue. Um, amazing. Uh, yeah. I've been uh, jamming through a couple things. I'm all caught up. Only one episode left of Hijack. Let me tell you okay. guys. Hijack is my show of the summer. It is. I keep I keep declaring that it is the top tier sky trash. Um, it is an Ooh. Apple TV Plus miniseries starring Idris Elba about a flight from Dubai to London, a seven-hour flight. This is a seven-episode seven show, All, like somewhat in real time, because you're okay. going through the seven hours of the flight. Idris Elba trying to get home to his family. A hijacking occurs very quickly. Now, we got to figure out what is going on. We're cutting between what's going on on the plane, what's going on in ground control, slowly figuring out, like, oh, something's wrong here. Idris Elba, he's, he's trying to sort of broker peace between the hijackers and the, and the passengers. But every time you're like, okay, I kind of got this figured out, a new wrinkle, a new little twist. You're like, oh, how are they going to pass information to the back of the plane? Oh, they figured out how to do it this way. Oh, like, how is okay. he going to communicate with the pilot? Oh, they could play an onboard game. It's like a pirate chess game where they're able to communicate with each other via the game. So he's able to get a message to the pilot. But then you keep figuring out these new wrinkles. You're like, oh, does the pilot have a have some sort of a history with one of the stewardesses? And is this going to be a wrinkle that the terrorists can, can exploit? Down. And you're like, who are the terrorists and what do they want? Because the terrorists, yeah. all these British, like these, this crew of British people. And you're like, what's what's their deal? Like, they're not doing this isn't like some like 24, like, you know, post 9-11. Oh, it's terrorists kind yeah, of thing. You're like, what, is, what do they want? And I'm still at the last episode. Last episode. Let me tell you, every episode ends with incredible cliffhanger. This last episode, I fucking screamed. I screamed. <laughs> I screamed because I was like, we're doing it. We're brokering this. We're, we're, we're finishing up the hijack. And then something goes awry. And no, we're still hijacked. Uh, so we got one hour left. They're getting, they're getting close. They're in like like Spanish airspace. They're getting close to landing a Heathrow. Right. I don't know what is going to happen. Let me tell you, we only got the, one hour left. If the ending is satisfactory, you let me know. If it's not, let me forget with this conversation. If I will absolutely, if it lands the plane, oh. uh, let me tell you, this thing is absolutely worth liking for any any uh, fans of Sky Trash. So uh, hijack Apple TV Plus, um, great stuff. Like I, I haven't um, been this invested since Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> it's just oh, more more and twist he said yes i said no he said yes more layers of the onion yeah. <laughs> uh i'm also three episodes into the twisted metal series on peacock the aforementioned peacock which you can mm. watch poker face on uh it's good 
and I don't know how this happened, but it is good. What? It doesn't take itself seriously. It okay. is genuinely fun. It reminds me of the first Zombieland, which makes mm. sense because I believe it is uh, uh, developed by Reese and Wernick, who are the Zombieland guys. Okay. And it might also be the, the Zombieland guys, but also they might be the Deadpool 1 guys. Yeah, Zombieland. They are the Zombieland guys and they are the Deadpool guys. Okay. So the tone of Zombieland and Deadpool. Also, apparently they wrote Monsters, Inc. and Dinosaur, that movie Nick was talking about the other day. I love Nick Dinosaur. Nick said his favorite Disney movie was Dinosaur. <laughs> there you go. Uh, when they find the water, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but uh, what? <laughs> there was an anime, Disney and a CG animated. I think it was CG. I don't know if it's CG or whatever they like call around these, 2000. This weird live action nonsense nowadays, whatever that is. Yeah. 2000. It was a Disney movie about dinosaurs. Oh, okay. dinosaur. Um, but anyways, uh, the Twisted Metal show, it fucking works. Anthony Mackie, a delightful lead. He uh, he's, he's a, a um, they call him a milkman because he delivers things between the free cities that are left in America because it's post-apocalypse. It's, yeah. it's got a little, little bit of The Last of Us there, but much more uh, tongue in cheek. He goes to New San Francisco and meets the mayor of New San Francisco, Nev Campbell, who the great Nev Campbell. Yeah, and she's like, you need to i'm offering you a chance to do one last ride if you go to new chicago and get something for me and bring it back i'll make you a citizen of new san francisco and let me tell you new san francisco is a utopia they don't even care about sweet tooths or anything in new san francisco they're just living they're living their best life however if he has to get to chicago he's got to go through las vegas you know who owns las vegas it's sweet tooth ah. sweet tooth to kill a clown who drives a drives a um Tries an ice cream truck. Um, delight. The show so far has been delightful. It is fucking okay. stupid. It is absolutely stupid to the bone. Uh, but incredible 90s and aughts music drops. There's a sex scene to Jaquan's Tipsy. Do you guys remember that show? That song Tipsy? Yes. So okay. now imagine a sex scene set to Tipsy. So how can you be so on board for this, but so anti-Moonfall? Because this sounds just <laughs> as dumb fun as Moonfall. And by the way... You have sold me. I am now going to start watching this. But this sounds like exactly the kind of dumb fun that Moonfall brought to us. And you were poo poo moon, poo poo moon, poo moon. Moon's yeah, on this question. I'm Think a Sony pony. It. Maybe I'm a Sony pony. <laughs> Sony pony. I'm a Sony what, what pony. I'm, I'm invested in the Sony ecosystem. I'm asking for some consistency here, Marty. And it's like, maybe, you know, oh, just because one is streaming and one's in the theater, that doesn't mean there's a difference in glorious schlock. No, this is true. It might be it, though. Maybe, maybe, maybe it feels like Moonfall bit off more than it could chew, whereas Twisted Metal is keeping things relatively small. And like the character moments for me are working in Twisted Metal. Like you got uh, Anthony Mackie; he's got some, he's got some skeletons in his closet. He's got some, he's got some humdingers in his past. It's, it's, However, it's he can still song. fight Sweet Tooth in a casino to the thong song. Exactly. Great use of the thong song as well. <laughs> Shout to Cisco, friend of the show. Um, so Twisted Metal, I'm three episodes in. I believe it's a 10 episode series. They're only like 20 minutes as well. 20, 20 minutes. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That's a Ooh, baby. <laughs> you peek up. Yeah. Nice to check a couple off the list. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, I've been watching a bunch of uh, reruns of the X-Files. I just, I went down, I went, I ate dinner one day and I turned on the TV and I have four channels. And one of them, it turns out, plays like five hour blocks of the X-Files every night. Oh, and yeah. so I watched the entire last season of the X-Files. Not like the last the new season. I actually have never seen the new season, like the, the comeback Same. season. The, sure. Yeah. Uh, but the, the last original season, and then it just fucking looped right back to the beginning. So now I'm back to the beginning of the X-Files. And let me tell you, sexual chemistry between the two of them, off the charts. Ooh. What a will they, will they? Show's great. 
I love every you get like three Monster of the Week episodes and you're like, oh, this dude's weird. Then you get one episode that's all about Mulder's sister and the cigarette smoking man who's just cool. He's just smoking heaters and, <laughs> and causing disruptions in the government at a at a high level. Great. And then there's a genie. And then there's a genie. <laughs> Let me tell you, some of the Monster of the Week episodes have not held up well. Some of them yeah. are great. Some of them are genuinely spooky. What do you mean Otherwise, not held like, up this well? Is, like visually, it's just very. Oh, okay, dumb. I was like, they're like, racist. This is I was like, Dang. incredibly stupid. It's not too racist. Maybe the genie. <laughs> <It's not too laughs> I don't think no, the genie. Just... I mean, she was a white woman, so I don't know if that's a problem. But that's called, that just is like appropriate, which was fine yeah. for the nineties. Everyone was doing it in the nineties. <laughs> um, look at the cast of the uh, cast of Disney's Aladdin. <laughs> Shout out to Robin Williams, though he's great. Rewatched Insomnia, incredible in that movie. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Great movie. Uh, that's about it. I think we can. I think we can. We've given you guys so much. So many. If you hopefully everyone's been writing stuff down to watch. You're like, what is the show? The X Files. I'll check it out. Um, and then yeah, hopefully next week we'll be back and we'll we'll go we'll go deep yeah. on the Barb and the Boppenheimer. Um, but until we, then, we never got to my unified theory of Kevin Smith. Oh, we'll get to, we'll, we'll, we'll get to oh, that. We'll get to that. Chats, we have super chats that I wrote down. No, we'll get to that another day. Uh, we'll both of these. Um, we'll we'll do a whole episode just on that. It'll be great. Actually, Kevin teaser. Smith episode would be fun. You know, that would be fun. But, yeah, I'll watch Clerks again really again. Fun. I'm doing Here, super chats. Everyone, stop yelling at me about super chats. I'm here's, super here's my teaser. Okay, we're doing two super chats. Here's my teaser for the Kevin Smith episode. Kevin Smith is the most influential director of our time. Dun, dun, dun. With his jorts. Incredible. With his jorts. In a, in <laughs> a fashion go. sense? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, 100%. <laughs> Listen, he knows about comfort. Let me tell you. Comfort. That man knows about comfort. Is uh, so that's that's my that's my teaser for the Kevin Smith episode. We'll do that's that. Great, in some uh, it's also a great title for the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, going to the last of the super chats. Fungus Finder with a two dollar dono. Do y'all like the what we do with the Shadow series? What we do in the Shadow series? I Have do. I love Matt Berry and his strange pronunciations. <laughs> what a character! Do you know he got that? He's, they say, where did you develop that? He says, I used to give um, tours through museums. And so I wouldn't get bored. I would just change the way I said the words every time or otherwise I'd lose my mind. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. That's incredible. Like the English Jack Black. That's the kind of energy yeah. he gives off. He does have heavy English uh, Jack Black mm. energy. Uh, I haven't watched any, I believe... The new season's currently airing. Uh, I usually wait until the seasons are done to watch that. With comedies, I don't. I feel like I don't need to do week to week with comedies. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm not caught up on the the latest season. But I think, yeah, I think the show's delightful. Have you seen the the movie or the show, Jack? Uh, the movie I love uh, a, a great deal. The show I watched a couple episodes and it didn't sink in. I'm sure I would enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Just you know, there's a lot. You don't get around to everything. That's uh, there's, there's too much time. There's yeah. too much stuff and not enough time. Too much That's time. it. Yeah. There's just too much time. Um, there's TM, TMT, too much time. Uh, and then uh, with the two euro donations, Snake in the Garden, thank you so much again. Will Jack do another t shirt spreadsheet at the Escapist? What is that? T shirt spreadsheet. I have, okay, so this, this is a real thing, and I don't think it's dumb, but a lot of people think it's dumb. I, I have a t shirt spreadsheet. Uh, it's a, more an outfit spreadsheet for every time I appear in a red letter media video because I want to try to not wear the same shirt 
for two videos because you know like a lot of people will binge the videos and if they mm -hmm. see me like wearing the same shirt even though like we filmed them years apart they're like wait is that guy just wearing the same shirt over and over again so i have a <laughs> spreadsheet to keep track of every shirt i've worn so like if they call me up and say hey oh can you film this day i'll say sure no problem and then i'll check the spreadsheet and pick out a shirt that i have never worn before incredible wow uh, these yeah. are disposable and, apparently well yeah <laughs> we've been doing the show now for Oh God, how long have we been doing the show now? 10 years? That doesn't time. seem right. It's we've been doing the show for a very long time. I have no idea how long we've been doing it, but it feels like 10 years if it hasn't been. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I like t-shirts. I, I, you know, I have a, a good t-shirt collection. Uh, I hang on my t-shirts and arrange them in color, uh, in a color coded fashion. Uh, it's also great. Uh, my shirt today is uh, Iron Pineapple. Speaking of uh, Dark Souls YouTubers, oh, yeah. I love Iron Pineapple. Iron yeah. Pineapple. Iron Pineapple is great. He's a great one. Uh, and uh, this is his shirt, which is phenomenal. Yeah, the big mushroom guy gave him a bunk to your character. Yeah. So, so to to me, my T-shirt spreadsheet is exactly like what a wardrobe department would do on a television yeah. show. Obviously, we're an internet show. We don't have a wardrobe department. I'm my wardrobe department. Uh, and people make fun of me for it. I think it's perfectly justified. I'm with it. I wear props. Why not? I wear yeah. them outside of here too because I paid for them. I'm gonna use them. <laughs> I'm gonna take them. To, right? Well, take it to Barbie, please, while yeah. I wear my armor. Okay. <laughs> uh, you should just burn your T-shirts every time after an episode, and then you never have to worry about it again. Yeah, you're full time now, Jack. You can afford it. I can afford it. Burn this. Oof. The secret is no, we can't. Uh, <laughs> Lampy with a five-pound dono has Jack. Done the okay. secret third part of Barbenheimer, Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 released on the same day as the Barbenheimer films as well. Have you no. played Pikmin 4? I've not, but I'm very much looking forward to very it. Very good. I, I, lo I am a big fan of the Pikmin series, and I'm very excited to pick it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's delightful. I'm in the post game now. Let me tell you, just a lot of meat on that bone. Ooh. Really absolute gorgeous uh, uh, art side. Nintendo first party games, they make the most out of that. That little that little handheld that could. I know. I know. <laughs> it's 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 about style, not pixels. Like yeah. and they they so going back to style, not pixels. That's TF two. That game like that game still looks and runs gorgeously because they chose style over pixels. That's all you got to do. Boom. That's all you do. Fashion over function. Mm. Function over fashion. That's what it is. More I'm likely. Not sure yeah. which one. I went the wrong yeah. order. Uh, pure pyro with a two euro dono. Thoughts on American gods. Uh, I've read the Neil Gaiman book um, mm -hmm. back in the day. I've never, I've never seen the show. However, a big part of the book takes place in uh, House on the Rock. Shout out to House on the Rock. So Shout out. Um, that's that's all I have. Um, that's all you I'm have saying. for it. I have never read. I don't know. I've never read. I've never watched the. Oh, uh, I've never okay. watched the show. I oh. love the book. Um, but I know the, the show, show was all right. Yeah, See, I, I watched on, season right? one, and it was like, yeah. hey. Did you watch Sandman? No, okay. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy Neil Gaiman as a writer. Uh, I've yeah. uh, I've read a couple of his books. I've read a couple of his comics. But I, I enjoy him a lot as a writer. Uh, I never got into his Sandman series because I always preferred Sandman Mystery Theater, the hard boiled like noir Sandman. Mm. Um, oh, it's phenomenal! Get yourself some Sandman Mystery Theater, uh, which is like it's like low rent bat. Batman, um, like imagine Batman, but not rich and not like super into kung fu. Oh, they just locked um, him up then. No, 
Does he have his just parents? Just like, oh, I know a little bit about gadgets, uh, and I like to solve crimes. And oh, it's it's beautiful stuff. What about good omens? Like I feel like that's almost a Batman villain at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. The guy yeah. that wears the hockey pads. Yeah. Can't afford exactly. proper armor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love American Gods simply because it was raised on uh, fables and mythology and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So e- even as Jack said, because I've not been inspired to watch season two yet, I still was like, you know what? This, you know, it takes my checklist. But even then, it didn't inspire me to jump on season two. But right. I love Ian McShane. I love him Ian so McShane. dearly. You're no wrong. The Snow yeah. Leopard and Kung Fu Panda. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I did not expect a Kung, a Kung Fu Panda uh, drop there, so uh, I definitely appreciate <laughs> the that. The reference is legendary. <laughs> uh, Paul with a $2 dono. Thank you so much, Paul. Welcome aboard officially. Jack, Marty, are you awake? I am. What, what? <laughs> I've been awake for multiple hours, and let me tell was- you. I'm going to continue to be awake for multiple hours because it's though that was a pregnant pause before I am. You had to think about yeah. it. <laughs> am I? I I'm here. I don't know if I'm like mentally awake. But I'm here. Yeah, I'm physically yeah. here. That's all, all you guys get from me is here. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. And we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Snake in the Garden. Another two euros. Thank you so much, Snake. Marty, an article on Jack's t-shirt collection, please. <laughs> Well, we're, we don't we don't dip Why? into the fashion industry yet, do Why? we? That's nepotism. We can't do articles promoting <laughs> our own people. We absolutely can't be can't do that. Um, we don't dip in the fashion industry yet. We should. Though. We have no fashion. This is gamer um, gamer fashion. Well, yeah, look at yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Lampy with a great point. Uh, it is so funny. So our we've officially crossed the time of the funding goal. And if you look at the bottom corner of the screen, it says negative one hours to go. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize Whoa. It. Whoa. We have to give the money back every hour. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why everyone's super chatting during this, because it's an investment, because they double they double their chat. So oh. uh, there you go. Uh, Fungus Finder with another $2 dono. Marty, Marty, have you seen Chronologically Lost? I've heard of Chronologically Lost. It's someone who did a crazy cut of all of Lost in chronological order. So... Starting Ooh. with sort of the mythology of the birth of the island, and then yeah. and the the slave ships landing there, and then the, oh. the stuff in the fifties and everything, and then okay. sort of like chronologically all the flashbacks, and then eventually you get to the on the island stuff. Um, so that would be intense because it's not I like you're cutting a single movie or even like a trilogy. That's that's a lot of stuff. Wait, is uh, this isn't like a YouTube video just going through the chronologically? This is an actual cut of the entire series of Lost. Uh, as far as I know, I think so, which would be hundreds of hours. Oh, or wow. I guess over a hundred hours, probably. <laughs> hundred hundred of hours, um, which is um, that's it's very intense. Yeah, chronologically lost. Um, I did chronologically Marvel up till Endgame. It was a weird thing because at some points you have to go like, all right, watch the movie and then cut here and then watch fifteen minutes from this other one and then go. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that bit. I'll go movie by movie. There you go. Uh, Overzealous said spoilers for Lost. If anyone cares, I feel like we're far enough away that my vague plot description of Lost is fine. I would really also, hope anyone's so. going to watch Lost a week from now. You'll forget everything I just said about Lost. <laughs> Damn you! Uh, and then, <laughs> and then SVS Guru with the two euro dono. What are your opinions on turtlenecks? Oh, uh, I think if you could pull off a turtleneck, more on you. 
I do not think I could. More on you. I think I I think about turtlenecks. Subject you fucking college, am I right? (laughs) I think turtlenecks, you moron. Uh, I've never seen a good one. I feel like turtlenecks are for people who are afraid of vampires. There's no actual fashion reason, if not practical. This is to defend from the vampire attacks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or to hide a bunch of hickeys because you've been doing kissing in the car. Also, my neck's way too thick for a turtleneck. It's just like... Right? uh, And then you just like feel something on your neck at all times. I hate that. That makes me that makes me uh, gag. Speakeasy said keeps your neck warm. I don't feel like I've ever like triple digit heat, bro. I'm just also never like my neck is cold. I'm like my core is cold and I'll put on a sweater and that'll warm the rest of me. Like it, but it's like your neck isn't going to always unless you are like outdoor. Like I guess I could see a turtleneck if you were like going skiing, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, I'm gonna walk outside for a little bit and then go inside again. A turtleneck is more layers than I will ever need. That's what scarves are for, my friend. That's exactly what scarves are for. Yeah, like a turtleneck that you have the option to to just bail on to remove. Right? Yeah. Is it just a but thick I, collar or is it like rolled up? Like a. You it's like rolled. Un- it's like rolled in on it? itself. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, it's like it's thicker than the rest of your. A lot of times, it's oh. like thicker than the rest of your shirt. Yeah. Might just, reconsider then if you could just unfurl it and. There. Hmm. Oh, you. Yeah, I feel like there's like a lot of anime characters that do that. They like wear they wear like turtlenecks almost up to here, and then they look mysterious. Yeah, sure. 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 I don't know why I said specifically anime characters, but I feel like it's anime. Characters. That's a Final Fantasy. Is that Final Fantasy six? Like the guy with the big collar up here with the with the big sword. I think that's ten. Orin. Oh, it could be ten. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it like, could be literally any number of Final Fantasy games. Yeah, yeah, if we throw a number at them, someone's probably wearing a weird scarf or a turtleneck. <laughs> See, so. I'm with Becky, our lovely SEO manager. Turtlenecks are only for the men in Hallmark movies. Like yeah, that's where I saw <laughs> I saw turtlenecks in Hallmark movies and Tyler Perry films. And bad wigs. <laughs> That is so accurate, by the way. Like, how do you how do you convey someone is like elegant, but also, uh, you know, functional turtleneck? Also, how do you convey that we're filming a winter scene in Pasadena? <laughs> like, turtleneck. <laughs> Pasadena, but this is supposed to be like Cleveland in the winter. So just wear a turtleneck and you're fine. Uh, that is really funny. I have uh, never like that has that that lit every uh, visual sense memory of every schlocky Hallmark movie I've ever seen is yeah. man in turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Do they make Hallmark movies that are also like kind of spooky? Like in October, because they, they always have like Christmas movies in December. They should make spooky Hallmark movies where it's like, oh, oh I fell in love with him, but he's a ghost. I would watch that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, just what, is, that, is, that, what is that too spooky? It's the time traveler's wife. Time traveler's it? wife. Yeah. I fell in love with him, but he's time traveling. Yeah. There was also that movie with Amelia uh, Clark uh, of of Secret Invasion about um, it was the last Christmas. Came out a couple Christmases ago. Last Christmas. Uh, yeah. you, are, uh, you also might be thinking of was it Cabin by the Lake? Uh, the, the, you're thinking of the Lake House. The Lake House. That is. Yeah, you're thinking of the yeah. Cabin in the Woods is a spooky film. No, I'm thinking Cabin by the Lake, but. <laughs> Kevin in the Woods is spooky. Kevin in the Woods is spooky. The lake house is the one with the time-traveling mailbox. Yes. Yeah. So two people are like pen pals because they're at the same lake cabin in different points of time, and they can, like, leave letters for each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I think it's, I think you could technically say it's a time-traveling mailbox, but, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Oh, uh, well, this wasn't spooky, but this was time traveling. A, a Christmas night is about a night that time travels forward um, and, uh, you know, uh, falls in love. Like a which night, is like a like a King Arthur, like a King Arthur night. Yeah. Oh. So he it's so it's kind of spooky and it does involve a witch. In fact, like it's it's actually a little bit of a fascinating premise where a witch uh, wants to take over a kingdom. So she makes the night time travel to the future. So there's less mm. people to defend a kingdom. So kind of spooky. Yeah, that's definitely kind of spooky. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Yeah, I like take give me give me uh, give me a, just like a standard uh, boilerplate rom com, but add. Yeah. A little genre to it. I yeah, like it. give me a, sl- a give me sliding door. Yeah. Little a little genre. Yeah, like a sliding doors where all of a sudden yeah. we got a multiverse here. We yes, when it's Paltrow's life is like if she makes the train or doesn't make the train. Oh, shout out to sliding doors. Um, <laughs> and then uh, our our last super chat possibly Lampy with a two pound donor thoughts on turtle necks like the necks of turtles. Oh, seem cute. Kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Donatello died while uh, while someone was fucking his turtle. Not the tastiest. That oh god. <laughs> what? Oh, so that's yeah, a callback. That's a throwback. That's a callback to to actual Donatello and not Donatello the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm absolutely not going to spoil the movie. I would never do that to us. Um, also, I've, I've seen it a couple times. Um, I didn't watch the Loki season two trailer because I'm going to watch it because I liked season one a lot. So it's like, eh, I, liked, I don't. I like season one a lot, too. I, yeah. I don't I don't watch trailers for things I know I'm going to watch. Yeah. They have to deal with the Jonathan Majors of it all, though, which is going to be interesting. Uh, very. Oh, oh, you know what? That's a movie I saw recently. I finally saw that Ant-Man's. Oh, I thought you were about to say The Flash. It's like speaking that of cult. convicts. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> uh, no, I saw that Quantum Manias. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, Holy cow, like that was, yeah, it was kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all the babies fell out of the building. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I know that's the general consensus of Quantumania, but like, it's, it's really like, for all that happens in that movie, it is shockingly boring. Yeah. yeah. See, that's so. what I thought of The Flash, where I went, you know what? They could have recast Ezra Miller this whole time, but uh, was it DC just going? No, this movie is so great, we have to keep the actor. I figured it would not. Brian Grant Gustin, yeah. who played the Flash for like ten years on the TV show, he seems right? fine. He does less crimes. We would have, crimes. we would have all loved that. Those of us who watched the Flash, we would have yeah, loved yeah. that. We're gusto for Gustin. I genuinely yeah. thought Gustin for Gustin. <laughs> this is this is the pile of shit that they decided to die on. It's like, well, yeah, it's gonna be rebooted anyways. Tell me when it gets good. Yeah. I think uh, James Gunn secretly wants to uh, bottom out the DC at such a level so that when his super movie, uh, Superman movie comes out, even if it's just good, then it's going to seem like the greatest film ever made. That's it's so it's so amazing. Like already, that's the bar they need to hit. It's just like just make a, a a movie where the narrative makes sense and the good guy wins and is happy about it. That's, that's all you need to do. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's, yeah, Hancock did it. We can do this. <laughs> Hancock did it. Anyone could do it. If Hancock right. did it. You could do it. Right. Uh, Paul, two dollar donor. Paul. So, do we hate money now? I love money. I'm a big fan of money. I uh, I use money uh, a lot and enjoy it when I have it. Um, yeah, I like yeah. lighting. I like lighting my heaters with money. I, I set a, a dollar bill on fire and then I light mm-hmm. it. And then when the person turns around, I'm like, oh no, put it. I tap it out really quick and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Hey, don't, I need yeah. That. don't you have asthma? I do have asthma. I also don't smoke heaters. So I just like talking about smoking heaters because I think it makes me sound cool. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Lampy with a five pound dono. Jack, did you finish Tears of the Kingdom? Or are you still exploring every rock? Oh yeah, finished it. Loved it. Uh, many, many an hour. I, uh, I, you know, got all the shrines. I got all the uh, the little underground glowy seeds. I did all of the monster hunting quests, which means I did every like I fought every Hinox. I fought every Rock Talos. I fought every Gliok, uh, and got the like the little medals that you get from the guy. Like, oh, but you fought them all. Here's a little medal. They're gonna come back in the Blood Moon anyway. So. <laughs> Does your battle um, go away in the blood moon then? You got to do it no, again. No, no, So, oh yeah, 100% of it. And I loved every goddamn moment of it. Every, <laughs> like every single goddamn moment of that game I loved. It's a good game. Such a good game. 2023, yeah. Colin, we got some good games. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good games, Frost, you're going to be back in an hour alongside Nick streaming a good game called Dark Souls 2. There are Dark Souls, yes. Yeah, uh, watch Nick's inaugural run of Dark Souls 2 continuing at 3 p.m. Central in an hour. Uh, what else do you have going on for us? I see. Uh, Cold Take released yesterday where I'll, go, I'll take a stand for the small games of all, of all time. Um, you find the good fight. Viewfinder. I am, absolutely. Yeah. I, as I say. Jack, have you played Viewfinder? Are you, are you looking forward to Viewfinder? No, I'm not looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to Viewfinder um, because it looks too similar to that other game where you move the super pictures liminal. around. Liminal. Super liminal, and I didn't care for super liminal. That's oh, genre. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> Your genre. That's my my genre. genre. I I enjoy. <laughs> Like puzzle games, I am okay with. Um, I, um, you know, much uh, speaking back, going back to Tears of the Kingdoms, when I get to choose like how I solve a puzzle, it's just a little extra, extra. I've heard you can do a little bit of that in Viewfinder, Viewfinder, Mm -hmm. where you can, like, oh, like here's the mechanic, now work your way around it. But it's like, eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, so we got that one, and then early access members, you guys get to see the new stuff of Legends. Uh, first one was my biopic, the second one was generic fantasy. This one is my heist. I watched a lot of heat for this one. Got a Ooh, nice movie. Got hell a nice movie. Yeah. You're getting like a, a Stanley Kubrick oeuvre of, of movies. You're never settling on a single genre, no, no. constantly bouncing. So Darren keeps saying Beautiful. my Fablemans. Like, this is, this is where I start. <laughs> My Fablemans. This is your Fablemans, yeah. And as we, as we are working on the next one, which no spoilers outside of theme, just is spooky, a little spooky, a little beautiful. Toy. Yeah, finally. So it's like those Hallmark movies we keep wanting. Oh, I should put a turtleneck in it. Uh, <gasps> oh, no, uh, we can't uh, animate that. <laughs> we can't, that's too hard. Uh, and then, are you gonna be back this weekend with Will Streams? Uh, should be should be here Amy for. Back? I don't know when Amy's. Back. Amy's not back until Sunday, so Friday it's still going to be Will and I on Childhood Classics. Saturday we're going to be what do we call? We might be doing Redfall co-op. Funny enough. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, because we're working on on the on the stream called um, Better with Friends. I was like, well, let's yeah. play some good, funny co-op. Let's play some garbage. Let's really just put it to the yeah. test. Better with friends. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, Sunday, depending on if Amy's back or not, you're either going to get Will and I on some other co-op shenanigans, or it's going to be Amy and I on newly released. Perfect. We'll see. Or Will and Grace. Beautiful. The hits that come. <laughs> it probably won't be Will and Grace. Uh, Jack, what do you have going I, on? I'm Everyone Jack. can watch Adventures Nye Season 3, Episode 1 right now. That's right. Uh, one, you, know, the, you know, our first episode, our you know, live in per, you know, we keep saying live, uh, and it, but it's like our first episode of all of us in 
in person in the same room together which hopefully like i know it, while editing it like the the joy at least for me jumps off of the camera of just all of us being able to play in the same room together um episode two comes out for early access members this saturday and that's when things uh one you know they get going on their journey oh oh baby uh, it gets real goofy real dang fast um but so yeah uh, so go watch episode one and then be an early access member and watch episode two and uh i know i'll be back watching or at very least listening to the dark souls 2 stream because you know i got to figure out how fast i got to beat it now and i'll start scheduling with nick um my dark souls 2 streams to beat him uh, in uh, in a dark souls 2 race Ooh. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> he's One, two, three, four, five. He's he's hitting his stride because in the first stream he died twenty-two times. Yeah. And now he's at fifty-four, which doubled it. Which really, I made it sound like he got a lot better. Never mind. <laughs> he's gotten faster at dying. <laughs> he he has moved. He has he's progressed a lot farther than I thought yeah. he would have. You know, he's played for four hours at this point, and he has gotten a decent way in. I still think I can do it right now. I think I can do it faster than him. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if he picks it up in the second half. He's cooking. On, he's cooking with kerosene now. That's what we oh, can say. Dang. He's, cook, he's cooking with. He's cooking with special K. Oh, oh a cereal. That's very nice. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. that's a cereal and or a drug. Yeah, one oh uh, one or the other one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we should be back uh, all of our normal streams this week. Um, aside from obviously Dark Souls in an hour. Uh, tomorrow we'll have post CP. Uh, I'll be joining Yasu to play Chrono Trigger, one of my favorite games of all time. That was the game mm. that our top tier patrons voted for for the summer drought. Check that out. Uh, we'll have Breakout tomorrow. Uh, Jesse and Casey will be back with Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And then on Thursday, uh, Nick and Tina will be back at noon playing Ooh. a secret game Nick hasn't talked about yet. And then um, uh, Casey and I will be starting Portal on Thursday evening. So excited for that. And then, like I said, what? noon Friday, pencil your calendars, should be a Baldur's Gate 3 stream, probably with Jamate driving because he is a big Baldur's Gate fan and is very excited for this game. We want to have someone driving who's excited. Well, yeah, yeah many of us fucking schlubs. Who's who's playing Portal? Is it you or Casey? Uh, it is Casey. Casey has our Thursday night streams are Casey going through a series he's never played before. He has played Portal and Portal oh. Two, uh, but we went through all of Half Life. Oh, and okay. so oh. after he never played Half Life, and then after Half Life, now um, oh, okay. Palette Cleanser. Are you gonna do Portal Two co-op? We are. We're gonna do Portal, Portal yeah. Two, and then Portal Two co-op. So fun. We'll see if that breaks up the band. <laughs> that, that causes Casey and I to never to never stream again, which is very possible. possible. Very possible. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you can follow me on my uh, personal Twitch channel at McBiggity. Uh, I stream a couple nights a week. Uh, tonight, I'll be streaming uh, more. I'm, I'm playing Zelda Oracle of the Seasons for the first time, which is the Game Boy Color Zelda game. Just got released to Switch Online. So good. Um, so you so good. can follow uh, me there. But for uh, Frost and Jack, this was Marty. This was uh, the recap episode number 40. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you to all the members, all the super chats. We really appreciate it. Um, stay tuned in an hour, a little under an hour, and uh, Frost and Nick will be back. Frost Nixon will be back. That was a film. Whoa. Uh, and until then, we'll see, you, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.